Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and welcome to episode, bonus points if you can get it, 41 of the Third Fleet Podcast. Today we'll be discussing some Monster Hunter, gaming news, and then for the second half we'll be jumping down the rabbit hole to talk about my latest addiction, which I only have Rurikan here to both thank and blame. <laughs> Rukan, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing uh, fantastic. Today was actually a pretty fun day. I uh, did two live streams on my channel, so that was uh, it was nice. a fun times. And um, yeah, I, I when you said second second half, I would actually wager it's probably going to be more like two thirds, three three yeah. fourths. It's going to be the majority of this podcast will most likely be dominated by Soul Sacrifice Delta. Because you see, guys, this was all a part of my master plan. See, I never let go of Soul Sacrifice. See, the only reason I got invested in Monster Hunter was to convince Gaijin to do this podcast yep. with me so that I could then influence him to like Soul Sacrifice Delta because I am going to be responsible for the Soul Sacrifice Delta remake. See, guys, today, Gaijin, tomorrow, the world. <laughs> the world. I, I do, I do want to make a plea to you guys if you're not into the game or you don't know of the game i hope you guys do stick around for that portion because this yeah. is purely coming from my perspective of a monster hunter fanatic and lots of these types of games don't connect with me but this one is like dragon's dogma level of connection so hopefully you'll find it interesting but before we get into that what is going on in the world besides all the bad stuff there are a lot of things going on in the world so there there's some sony news that I don't, I don't remember if this happened before the last podcast or not. We didn't talk about it. But, you know, Sony uh, tried pulling um, a fast one on people and being like, hey, you remember that promise we made you about you guys getting the free wow. upgrade path to Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West? How about you guys give us $10 for that instead? I, it's so, it is as if someone has a blackboard inside Sony headquarters in California that says, strategy, let's try our best to emulate xbox when they were launching xbox one how can we get away with being as anti-consumer as they were it's like seriously i mean okay yeah they promised that it would be a free upgrade and then they they kind of you know conveniently forgot that which is just like okay whatever i get it like if it costs a lot of money it was more expensive than they thought whatever but then they tried pulling a faster one which is the ps5 version of the game is ten dollars more than the ps4 version so you would assume that because of the scarcity of the units they would at least say hey we want you to buy the game when it comes out, um, and I you might want to transfer over if you happen to get a PlayStation Five, so you'll pay ten dollars for the upgrade because that's the the difference in cost between the versions. Nope, they say sorry unless you buy like the two hundred dollar, three hundred dollar version or or the extra digital. Or, or the, then they said we have a digital deluxe version which has ten dollars of digital perks, which is just like you know like I don't know like some in-game skins or something. If you buy that for additional $20, then we'll give you the ability to upgrade. So it's like they try to take a $10 upgrade, take it off the table and say, yeah, but we'll give it to you if you buy a version cost $20 more. I'm like, wait, you're bundling in the upgrade option to the digital deluxe pack? I'm like, oh, and I'm so happy they didn't get away with it. I'm so happy. And if uh, at any point during that you guys got confused as to the, what the version that this, the, that, the, that's intentional. You're not that's the only that, one. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's kind of like, it almost feels like that's a marketing There's nine versions of the, of the game. Oh, my God. Nine versions of the game. So, I mean, just to give you guys the easy version, because I'm not going to bother you with giving you the convoluted version. Basically, and this makes sense, not every PlayStation 5 is uh, disc-enabled. 
So if you want to get an upgradable version, it has to be a digital version. That makes total sense. Otherwise, people would just buy it used and upgrade it, you know, or they would borrow it from a friend and upgrade it or something like that. So that's fine. I don't think anybody would complain about that. But then the they've got like all these weird editions, but they had like the PS4 edition, the PS5 edition, then they had the digital deluxe PlayStation 5 version, and that's the one that came with both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And didn't they, put, the most... didn't they put like photo mode in one of those versions as well as like a premium feature? <laughs> Did they do that? Oh my gosh. That I, is a I, I don't remember, but I, I think there was some really weird... It's like, I don't want to go too far with this because like at the end of the day, I think the important thing to mention is, I don't know, have you ever played Horizon Zero Dawn? I did, yes. I, I bought it uh, when it came out. Then I played you... it for about 10 hours and I really enjoyed it. And then oh, right. I think we talked about this, but once it got into human on human violence, you it, I just started getting, and also just the world was too big for me and I really get too overly distracted with open world. Yeah. With uh, large games, but I watched the entire rest of the game via playthroughs on YouTube and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, like, so I'm a supporter of the game. I like the game a lot. Cause, cause this is the important thing to say. And that is that horizon zero dawn is a fantastic new IP. Right. How dare they wrap yeah, this up in controversy of all games? It, it, it's like, of, of all things, at least, you know, why don't you wrap up something that, that's trash, like a FIFA or something? You know, just, just wrap up those trash sports games that nobody cares about and make like Horizon, 50 different versions of game, them. It's like Horizon Zero Dawn is a fantastic title. I played it beginning yeah. to end, loved it. I didn't get around to finishing the DLC, but I really, really, really enjoyed what I've played of the original you know, I'm looking forward it and I'm going to play Forbidden you know? West. I, regardless of what happens, I'm going to play Forbidden West. Like, I don't care. Because, you know, those developers have put a lot of passion into that game. Uh, I mean, I from my look. experience with the original, I can tell you there was a lot of passion put into that game. That game is phenomenal, period. And like, even if you so didn't play good. the original, like, I still have you heavily recommend that one because it's just a really, really good game to play, period. And, uh, Not to mention, as I as I mentioned before, it's it's one of the few occurrences where I really think they pulled off the parent child motif in the beginning of the game, and they did it yeah. really well. Yeah, uh, as a parent, it 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 hit some feelings. You know, it's it's one of my favorite intro parts of a game ever. I, I really enjoyed it. So, and for yes, all don't, of you, don't don't don't. Don't let that spoil your fun about that game. That is a it's a wonderful, wonderful game. And for all of you Monster Hunter fans out there, I'll let you know that there's also some Monster Hunter inspiration in this game because I actually got to ask the developers directly and they said, yep, there's we were inspired mm -hmm. by Monster Hunter and some of the things that we did. So it, it, that game is amazing and it kind of sucks to see it, uh, you know, surrounded by this controversy nonsense that makes no sense. But it, um, um, earlier, earlier... Uh, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. At some point last week, we also got the um, the Sony showcase event where they showed a bunch of trailers and a, a little bit of gameplay for some of the games that are coming out. And uh, I'm just going to tell you the ones that I'm more interested in, and then I'll tell you what else they've announced. And it's like on the top of my list, God of War Ragnarok. I don't think you played the original God of War, did you? I mean, not the original. Oh, I did. 2018 version, I mean. Yeah, I, play, I played oh, it all the did? way through to the end. Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. not aware of this. Then you're yes, hyped for I Ragnarok do, I, as well, right? I, I, I enjoy the God of War series a lot. Oh, okay. Um, again, it's not... It's violent, but it's like... It's God and God violence. It's not really in monster violence. It's... it's Yeah. It's, it, to me, it is the perfect... I'm Devil May Cry, I enjoyed the last one a lot, but in general, I don't get into those types of games. 
probably because I stink. Um, but it, to me, it strikes this wonderful balance between an arcade action game and a character action game where it's not quite that, in, you know, intricate with combos. It's, it's very approachable. And it's more about you're just on for the ride. It's like a narrative thing, right? That's where they put the strength. And I love the uh, the reboot, so to say. Um, I thought that was a great. And I still can't get... I, I really loved... I, I know it just sounds like a cool little thing, but for me, seeing them do the one camera throughout the entire yep. game was the coolest thing ever because it's just it's such an interesting choice and it really really did add a lot of flavor to the game so if you didn't know guys like the you know, most g- movies or games have camera cuts right like cut to the perspective of somebody they did this entire game with one camera cut they never cut it over they always moved it the positioning everything it it directed them in how to make re- and it just shows you don't have to go crazy with the environment to really create a, a dramatic experience and just with some of the fight sequences and how they were able to maintain that is just it's art i really enjoyed it so and the director car um he's great and what um what are your thoughts on fat thor for God of War <laughs> you know what it's it's interesting seeing the internet debate this one um but i do the first thing that came to my mind and the first thing that I saw on the internet were the same thing, which was, have y'all watched The World's Strongest Man? Uh, because I am a huge, I really enjoy those competitions. So like Brad Shaw, Eddie Hall, Thor, like all those guys, like I enjoy watching them. They're huge. And plus, yeah. this is we're talking about a Norse god, right? These guys probably, you know, are with the ladies and alcohol all and, and food and feasting all day long on top of having mountain-like strengths. So to me, I thought it was great. That, and I always so, like reinterpretations of old, of gods from mythology because they can be interpreted any way you want. It's it's whether or not you nail the personality of the god that really matters. Um, but then again, this might actually be a more accurate portrayal of him than a lot of the other ones that people are used to, if you really read into him. No, listen, you know you know what was the first thing that I thought when I saw that body? I was like, He's an have... iron breaker. No, 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 no. I was like, I have the body of a Norse god. <laughs> <laughs> Validation. Exactly. Validation. <laughs> I have the hey, body of like... a Norse god, dude. I'm amazing. <laughs> body positivity, baby. Exactly. But yeah, so God of War Ragnarok, uh, I think, uh, looks amazing. I want to play that when that comes out for sure. Um, Forspoken, have you seen anything about Forspoken? Uh, it doesn't any balls. It's, uh, it's like um, a game that was first announced as Project Althea, I believe, was what they called it. It's by Square Enix. Uh, people thought it was going to be like a Final Fantasy thing, but it's um, something Oh, different. is this the Isekai game? Yes, it's it's the isekai looking game. So the thing that I really liked about that one is that uh, it's it's most likely going to be an open world. At least it looks like it. And they've thought about the traversal, which is something that a lot of open world games don't think about. It's like, oh, just have this huge open world and then make players, you walk. know, walk through this huge open world. Like in there, you <laughs> see her like jumping, teleporting, doing all kinds of stuff. So that looked cool. Um, then I'm just going to quick fire it's, the next. It's, it's almost like a, I remember seeing the trailer for that or whatever the gameplay did. It, it kind of reminded me of like, okay, how, what would, if you took something like Narnia and you made it like really Japanese anime and uh, and for adults, yeah. kind of like what it felt like. Looks yeah. cool. I mean, it looks nice. 
Exactly. That, that, that's the point. And, and I think that then particle spells, effects, baby. Mm-mm. The spells look ex- exaggerated, kind of like in a similar way to Dragon's Dogma. How like when you did eyes, there's like, this big structure pops up. Like it looked cool. I like that part of it. Yeah. So I'm going to quick fire the next ones. There's not a whole lot to, to say. Um, there's Project Eve, which is kind of like uh, an interpreta- different interpretation of Bayonetta meets... Some people are saying near. It's like to me, near is. It's a little. It's something that I don't like to throw around lightly, right? Because near is very, very special to me. So I don't know if I would say Bayonetta meets near. A lot of people are saying that. I'm like, I think it's like a Korean interpretation of Bayonetta, and I think it looks. Oh, very you're talking about the one with the with the, with the girl with the really. With the tush everybody's talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, that camera, like, they're making, they're not fooling anybody. They're like, yep, this is what we're showing you right here. Money shot, yep. money shot, money shot, like, everywhere. I was like, yep. I, yeah. But it was, it was very, I watched Easy Allies, who I'm a huge fan of. Those are, like, the the ex-gametrailers.com uh, yeah. guys and some others. And I really enjoyed them. They're, they're a positive group. I was watching their impressions and I and I vibed, I guess you could say, since we're keeping with the young person lingo, <laughs> uh, since the last episode. But um, I really connected with what they were saying, um, which is one, it's visually super impressive what they're doing. Uh, yep. Digital Foundry, I think, even talked about it like that, and I, it's nice to see Korean developers are really coming onto the world stage here because uh, they do have some really good development chops. Same with Chinese developers as well. Uh, I think they're really stepping up their game to the point that it's like, you can't ignore this stuff. This is really good. And it, it it offers a design sensibility that you wouldn't get from a Western developer, right? So I like the idea of like the hyper, it looks realistic, but it still has got that anime type model to it. It's interesting. Uh, and the monster designs were pretty unique. So it's a game to look for. I mean, it looks looks interesting. Um, I'm very curious to see it in motion though and just how, to, how it plays, but it looks really good. Yeah. So... That was Project Eve. Then there's the the tease for Wolverine. I don't know if you're a big Wolverine fan, but with um, the studio that is involved here, which is Insomniac Games, are the guys who did uh, the recent Spider-Man games, and they've also okay. they're also the ones responsible for Infamous. Not sure if you've played Infamous before, but yeah, I no, like. But I know I those like are that quality s- games, so it sounds yeah. like it's in good hands. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to be gritty from the little teaser trailer that they made. So more Logan and less like X-Men which to me is exactly what I would want out of a Wolverine game. So hopefully that's the direction that they're taking it. Then they announced also Superman 2 is coming out, which is kind of like a no-brainer due to the success that Superman and Miles Morales have had since Sony you has... Spider-Man. The... Yes, I said Spider-Man 2. No, you said Superman. Did I say Superman? I, I think sp- you did. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like sitting here trying to imagine. I'm like, why are they making a Superman game? Superman okay. game, yeah. No, it's uh, Spider Man Two, which is coming out in 2023. Which is, it's kind of. I, I feel like that one was announced maybe a little bit too soon. I mean, it's coming two years from now. Two years, I don't yeah. know. It feels like Sony's a long time. trying to double down. They're like, guys, you need to go get a PS5, even though it's not yeah. in the stores right now. It's like, and can you at least hold on to this stuff until you have some stock? Which I have to mention here because people don't, a lot of people who listen don't follow me on Twitter and I don't blame you because my Twitter <laughs> is just brain of consciousness. Just like I tweet a lot, um, you know, uh, but I did get a PlayStation 5 recently. Um, so you could probably like all gasps and like, oh, I thought he was anti Sony and I am, but I'm not anti game. So I knew I was going to get one eventually just for games. 
Uh, although I do suspect that my Series X is going to be my preferred console when I have the choice. But of course, there's going to be games like God of War, which I, I don't want to yeah. miss out on. Um, and just, you know, for adult tax reasons, it made better sense to pick one up this year if I could find one, and I just happened to. So I picked it up, and uh, yeah, we were... Um, we can talk about this a little bit later, but we, we've been having a lot of fun with Astro's Playroom. That thing is really nice. It is it is a really good uh, showcase. Like, a lot of people call it a tech demo, but it is a really no, no, good no. tech it's, it's demo. No, no, it's a game. Yeah, it, it is a game, but I'm saying, like, even as a game, it's a fantastic tech demo just to show you what the dual sense can do. Yeah, yeah, that- it shows off the system features. It, it really highlights the... the, the and that's, that was their mistake with some of their passings, where they, it would add in a feature and then not really showcase it like the switch had the same issues right like with yeah the hd rumble but it's like it's it does funny a really good job of showing off it's funny how many people made fun of the hd rumble when the switch did it and now all of a sudden everybody's losing their mind over the duels it's like oh my god you have no idea what this is like it's like exactly it is, i do think i do think it's different though like it is it is it's more powerful there's, simu- there's simulated haptics and then there's real haptics right yeah. And haptic feedback is something that I have, if you go in my tweets, I talked about well before the PS5 that I thought it would be cool if eventually the game makers would adapt haptic feedback into their controllers because I started getting hooked on the idea with uh, just, you know, stuff like iPhones and stuff like that. Like yeah. the idea of feeling taps and pushes when there really isn't one is really cool. Uh, but it was it's it's a good love letter to... So- I mean, they do Sony better justice than Sony does themselves. Um, so... That w- I, th- I would love to see all new consoles do this, where the first party pays one of their studios to really go in and make a game early on so that's super polished, that shows off the DNA of the system. I think that would be a great move for every game manufacturer going forward. So, yeah. And don't include it like a bundle for 40 extra bucks like Nintendo would do. Or in- yeah, they just um, they just gave that to pretty much everyone yeah. that buys a PS5. You just, you just get Astro's Playroom, which, yeah. A, lo- a lot of people, I've, I've seen a lot of people actually be super excited about it. I haven't finished it. Like, I played a bit of it, and I thought it was pretty cool. But We then got I- about 80% of the collectibles. We got 20% left. Yeah, But, but- Yuna wants to play it with me in the room with her because she doesn't know the references. So every time she finds a little cameraman where they're setting up a scene, she's like, what's that from? And I can call most of them. And she gets a kick out of hearing my stories when I was a kid and all oh, this game and that. And then I show her the reference and she goes, oh, wow, they really they really nailed it, you know, and she wouldn't get it normally. So yeah, cause she, the, it's a, it was another fun bonding moment. For, for those of you that don't know, the little Astro robots, they dress up. So there's like one that's got like a red streak on his face to, to showcase as if he was Kratos and whatnot. There's all kinds of references to all Sony properties. But um, yeah, go, going back to the, the list. So we said Spider-Man 2. Then the, um, at the very start, they actually opened by announcing that they're remaking Knights of the Old Republic, which I think is pretty cool because people have been... I mean, not they as in Sony. That's, like, that's they called got, classic, yeah. There was a, a company called Asper, which if I remember correctly, I think they used to port stuff over to Mac. Like I remember seeing games being ported from PC to Mac and Asper was the ones doing it. So they're oh. assembling like a team to remake KOTOR. I think it's pretty cool for people that like it. Like I've played KOTOR. I'm probably not going to play it again. Uh, but I would like to check it out to see what they do with the remake. Like if it's going to be like, blue point type of deal with what they did with demon souls and shadow of the colossus like that 
yeah. would be amazing. I think that's I think that's what it sounds like fans want more, right? Because it's, yeah, that's a cult classic. So it's like you know if you're gonna remake something like I don't know the Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like you don't just reinterpret it for the modern age because that's takes away a lot of the things that made the game memorable for people. So yeah. it's a it's I mean it's got to be arguably the biggest like Star Wars video game ever like when it comes to followings from people like I think people really but then again I heard Fallen Order was really good and I haven't played it uh a lot of people like Fallen Order but probably not on the same level as KOTOR I'm just not sure yeah, about KOTOR is almost like legend I'm not sure about if it's the biggest it's definitely one that has the most it has the most people calling out for a remake I feel like yeah but I think SWOTOR might just in terms of like Player's Planet might be slightly bigger, which is the Star Wars MMO. But mm. um, yeah, so after that, not, not after that, but like at some point they they also announced, oh, by the way, there's going to be a GTA 5 on PlayStation 5. And I, was, I made a joke about how, oh, and then they announced Skyrim. Oh, wait, no, it's the other one. <laughs> it's so funny because it's the one GTA I haven't played. Uh, well, the, it's, no, actually, there's a lot of them I haven't played. The only GTA I ever played was 4. And I, up, I didn't even finish the story. I just spent most of my time stealing cars and listening to the radio and watching TV in my house, um, which was really fun. I got my money's put, worth just from that alone. I'll, I'll say that. And lots of bowling. Let's just put it like this. If you don't like human-on-human -human violence, you definitely don't want to play GTA V. Yeah, so it's... So then it's like when I hear GTA Five, to me it still sounds like a new game. And then I'm looking back, I'm like, wait, that was all the way from no, no. PlayStation 3? Yeah, oh my gosh. I, I finished it on PlayStation 3. That's how old that game is. And uh, yeah, so there's that. They're remastering uh, Uncharted 4 and the, the little self-contained DLC that they had for that. Uh, they're putting it on PC as well. How do, you re cool. how do you remaster a game that looks that good, though? Yeah, exactly. That, Uncharted that was, games look, look unreal. Yeah, that, that, that was the, the thing that I said in my video because I made a video summar summarizing all this stuff and I'm just like, I'm not sure what they're going to do to remaster this game. Game looks friggin' fantastic. I don't know what to tell you. Well, but I, I mean, probably add ray tracing and no one would notice. It's like, that yeah. game looks... I haven't played the Uncharted. It's like the one big thing that I've never played because I just... Uncharted me, just 4 is really good. I mean, but I, I, the games played, look gorgeous. Yeah, I, I've played 2 and I've played 4. I don't think I've played 3. But uh, yeah, the ones that I've played, I loved. It was amazing. And uh, the good, th the good news though is that it's coming to PC. So I'm pretty happy about nice. people from PC finally get to experience Uncharted Four. Uh, the showcase the game store, I'm sure. Gran Turismo Seven, which uh, you oh, know, you know what? Hang on, cool when you mentioned PC, I've got, I got, I got to say this. So it's because I think it's still going on when this podcast comes out. But the Epic Game Store, whether you have an allergy to it or not, because I'm not a fan of Epic myself. Oh, right, um, Neo. They right now are giving away Neo 1. If you just get download the, the launcher, make an account with your Facebook or Google, whatever, it's it's painless. You could just hit the, the get button for Neo 1, and you just, boom, you got it for free. It's like the PlayStation Plus thing. And you don't have to download it. You don't have to redeem it now. Just get it during... The, it's like a week or two that they're doing it. But, like, Neo 1 is a game that... I'm sorry. If if you have someone saying all you have to do is put download an installer and you can get this amazing game for free, you all should be doing it just to try it out because it's a very good and interesting game. And I did, it's got to be rather, arguably one of the biggest giveaways they've ever done. I'd rather pay 40 euros on Steam. <laughs> 
just to have it. There's so many people that are like, there's like, I'd rather pay sixty dollars, play it on Steam. Well, then, well, then do it. It's a yeah, good game. Pay yeah, exactly. The, pay the sixty bucks. <laughs> but uh, it if, if you don't, if you don't care, seriously, it's it is free on Epic, and you know, you guys know that I recommend Neo. Gaijin recommends Neo. Both of us love Neo. Neo is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you can't uh, beat free, right? I mean, yep. come on. Pretty much, but like I was saying, Sorry. Gran Turismo Seven. Uh, that's a really good looking car game. You know, I, I don't really play a whole lot of car games. I do like Gran Turismo, but I would like it better if I was like, dude, I should buy a steering wheel. It's like, no, I already bought a joystick for Elite Dangerous and I love it, but I'm not buying another accessory for one. game. It's not a smart, it's not a smart decision. You know what it's actually weird is I'm not a racing game guy, so to say, but I got to say it's probably out of all the racing games, one of the least exciting when it comes to terms of like what i think the haptic feedback on the dual sense could do because it's so realistic it's such it's like a flight yeah. simulator right it's like yeah. you're on nice smooth race roads it's like i want a crazy you know like dirt game you want or, forza or, or horizon forza horizon that's or what you give me want. like a give me a twisted metal game with racing mm -hmm. and fighting and something with lots of rumble and different types of feedback on the controller that would be fun so that that I feel is a little makes me a little sad thinking that they could have had some pretty interesting things with the with the the controller. But uh, hey, it looks pretty. It's I mean at that point I call this is going to sound obscene, but I call that to me is a special genre of game called masturbation. It is. It's basic. It's basically a developer who's allowed to just go absolutely insane on what they love, just regardless of sales, and they're just they're making the best possible racing simulator game they can so it's 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 fueled by love passion and ego and more power to them but uh i'm sure when it comes it'll look great yeah uh then we have tiny tina's wonderlands which is uh borderlands with dungeons and dragons i i've kind of had my fill of borderlands after borderlands 2 so you know but if people are mm. into it sure there's uh, Alan Wake getting remastered and released on PlayStation. So we're getting like a game that used to be an Xbox PC exclusive. And uh, there's I the played Guardian. that game when it came out, and I, I just I never understood why it was so. Yeah, people love that game. I don't know what the deal is. I don't it's, I don't know why. I played the whole thing, and I was like, eh, it was okay. It's but. it's made by the the same team that did Max Payne, so. I don't know if that's why, because you know Max Payne was pretty fun, but I don't know about the sound yeah. wake thing. But yeah, you know, if people like it, whatever. Um, and then they showed that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is um, I think looks pretty lame. <laughs> I don't know. I that's the problem with the PlayStation showcases usually for me is, and this is not necessarily my my distaste for Sony coming through, but they're often genres that I don't play. And it yeah. kind of reminds me of like the old Xbox uh, showcases way back in the day. It's the reason why I didn't get the 360 when it came out, um, and I was not an Xbox player. Is like dude bro it's, shooters. Oh, yeah, it's dude bro games, and I'm like, I just don't. Okay, good for you guys. Like, um, and then when they announced like Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon, that's when I got the 360. I was like, okay, that now you're talking to me. And then there were some really good games, and now it's like most of Sony's stuff is just such so violent. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, Mike, Graham, Microsoft has that stuff too, but um, I think where Sony could have done better is curating the. Act I mean, they showed lots of trailers like Bam Bam Bam, that works. When, I think when you're Nintendo, 
And, you know, there's a general overlying theme that's pretty much laced in all the games. Like, it's family-friendly. But for someone like Sony, I kind of feel like they needed something in the middle to tell the story about where they're going with the system because it just seems like, let's just throw up every trailer we can possibly get from anybody and that'll be it. It's like you did no curation of any of it. I don't know where your vision is because they, they kept talking about, we're not going to do cross-platform. We're not going to do this. We're, we're, we're focusing only on unique experiences. We're doubling down on VR. And it reminds me of what they did to the Vita. It's like, yeah, okay. It sounds like you guys changed your strategy midway through, which is fine. But you want to maybe communicate that to people. You maybe want to talk about manufacturing and when, you know, people might be able to get their hands on some units. You want to talk about... I don't know they anything. Don't, they don't it's know because just... th things are going so bad that I don't think even they know. I mean, it's, every, everybody's kind I mean, of scrambling. Like you can't, you can't even get GPUs. It's it's insanity. It's complete insanity. Like I, I'm, I'm actually considering buying just like a really crappy. Com I mean, it's not crappy, but it's not as good as I'd like to get. Just because you can't even get like a good computer right now. And the reason I'm saying buy computers because you can't even buy the GPU separately. You need to buy a pre-built computer if you want to have a good GPU because there's so few of them that they're going to, you know, push all of this other hardware that you don't want. And you're just like, I don't know what to do. It's so bad. This, I mean, I know like resellers and then the shortages and the pandemic, but is it also like cryptocurrency also oh, playing yeah. a role in this or no? Oh Big yeah, goal, right? dude. of course. Like cryptocurrency is probably getting their their GPUs by the pallet load. I mean, because you have to think about it like this: say you're a, a GPU manufacturer and you have the chance instead of like spreading your GPUs all over these different distributors, like how about I just you know I do one shipment of like let's say one guy 60 in a or farm seven, in Texas, yeah, you know, one guy somewhere. Just like gets like this big load of GPUs and I get all my money. It's it, it's so much easier than sending it to all of these different places. Like, look at all the money wow. I'm saving. You know, it's probably the guy, the guys, the, the crypto people might even just like pay extra. They'll be like, yeah, just give me like a 20% markup. I don't care. I'm going to make all that money back anyway. And I'm going to burn these GPUs into the dirt. Yep, <laughs> Literally enslaving these GPUs and nobody else can get them. Event waste of energy i mean really yeah it's 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 so it's almost as bad as a uh, digital art crap that they have the nfts or whatever the nfts it's just yeah. so st stupid i mean if people are able to get money away from rich idiots and fine but don't don't do things that are bad for the environment at the same time come on and um you know another thing that i've been doing this week uh pretty much since actually before the release even uh is i've been playing the crap out of tales of arise Tales of Arise. Yes, tell me about that. Because I, I saw a tweet that you were playing it. And then I saw a tweet that other people I know playing it. And I haven't seen any of it, but it sounds like you are enjoying it. Dude, I am loving it. Uh, now, I already like Tales. Uh, I don't get to finish a lot of them because JRPG and, you know, JRPGs long. Are long. Um, but Arise, for some reason, the combat clicked with me so hard. It's got like this combo system that you can do, right? All the Tales games are about combos. But this one has um, a finisher that you do if you reach. Like, there's a little blue bar, a blue thing on the mobs that starts filling up as you start hitting them. And if you get it all the way, you get to do a finishing move with, uh, with a character. And that just feels so good because then you eventually get skills that once you kill an enemy, you can instantly jump to the next enemy. So it kind of like streamlines the whole thing where you're like, 
bam, 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 combo done, finish, jump to the next one, start another combo, finish, jump to the next And it just feels good. I don't know. There's something about that that is really resonating is it a with me. Is it a turn-based no. action RPG or is it or is it real-time? It's real-time. You just the, the thing is um, you run into enemies out in the field, but then they take you into like an instance arena where you fight them. And then you just jump yeah. in there and it, it, it almost feels like a fighting game because you're trying to string together these combos. And the cool thing is like, so you have your arts that you can do and then you have your um, basic attacks because you have a limit as to how many arts you can do. So what you do is you use your basic attacks to kind of like try to extend the combo and then you get boost attacks. So you can call in other characters to help you out to extend the combo a little bit more and you keep extending and extending as much as you can. And the cool thing about calling those characters is that, say for instance, you got like a, a party of four characters, but there's more than four people in your party. You know, usually in most games, you pick your four characters and the other just like, whatever, they're useless. Yeah. You can call in the ones that are on the sidelines to come oh, in and nice. do an attack. And that just feels good, you know? It feels good to be able to call the those whole, in. And that, get, get them, gives them their time in the field, right? Instead yeah. Instead of on the bench the whole time. Exactly. And and the cool thing is that you have like mechanics. So some of the these boost attacks will be good for interrupting spells. Others will be good for like breaking enemies that have heavy armor, stuff like that. And when you bring all of that together and you start comboing and, you know, putting down all of the special attacks and all of this, it just feels good to, to do the combat. And the story itself is also pretty good, too. And there's a character that I'm about to send you a picture of. That might mm. just be one of the best female characters in video games ever. Okay? You see that? That right there is Kasara. You see that big shield she's got in her hand? Like, her weapon is she, not the mace. She, she, certainly, she certainly belongs to the Sanctuary faction. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure thing. She belongs to the Sanctuary faction. But listen, she's got a shield that's big, as big as her. Oh, a huge that's shield. A meaty, that's a meaty shield. Yeah, and she just like slaps people around with a shield, and I'm just like, I love this character. I, it's like to me, nice. she's the main character. It's not Alphans, the dude <laughs> with the fire sword. I'm like, you're not the main character. Kisara is the main character. Like I'm just, whatever. But yeah, Tales of Rise is really cool. Uh, I'm just sad. I'll have to look that at it. I haven't seen anything, but it's it seems like it's it's hitting. I've never played a Tales game, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's for me. It, it's. I think it's. I think it's really fun. I think you'd enjoy it because specifically of the the combos. The combat is very satisfying, but the story is also really good. So there's that too. The one thing mm. that bothers me about this game, and you know, for me, it's not. It's not even something that affects me directly because uh, Bandai Namco sent me like the ultimate version, so I have like all the DLCs and stuff. But you know, I was looking yeah. through the DLCs, and the one thing that bothers me about it is that the game has stuff like oh, here's this item that gives you 20% more experience forever. Here's this item that gives you 20% more SP gain, which is like your skill points forever. Uh. Here's this item that gives you like a 50% discount in stores forever. And I'm just like, come on, dude. I'm not using them. Like I'm playing through the game on the hardest difficulty and not using any of that stuff, but I could if I wanted to. It's just, it bothers me like that type of stuff. Well, and here's the thing. Here's a game that is fantastic. Does not need that. It doesn't need that yeah. to, to get people to buy it. And they, they have a bunch it's, of like cosmetics and stuff that come with the ultimate version. I think the cosmetics look great. It's There's a lot of them. There are fan service as well, obviously. But, you know, I think it's fine. I think all of that stuff is fine. It's just the, above, so. the, the stuff that the stuff that, you know, messes with the balance of the game annoys me. Like and the first thing that I noticed was 
in my first save, which I deleted because I was like, I was claiming everything in my first save. And then I look and I'm like, wait, there's a sword here. So the first sword you get in the game deals like 30 damage. They just give you a sword that deals 130 damage. I'm like, wait, what? It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is interesting because I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about RPGs, like JRPGs, and the idea of, I think my friend had proposed, they said, well, what if they were added like a thing where like for people in a hurry who just want to play through the game, either an easy mode or a DLC item that just like makes things cheaper, makes you stronger, you know, more experience and just makes it more There is an easy faster. mode. I was like, I was like, well, why don't you just, if you know that there's a problem with bloating experience and money, why don't you just design your game so it doesn't have that? Yeah. I don't know. And, I, don't, and I don't see the point of bloating gameplay these days. I, it just, it worked when we were kids because there wasn't that many games coming out. So having a nice bloaty game to play yeah. felt fine. Not these days, man. And, and it's like, I don't think the game needs that. I think the game works fine without those things. But, you know, the fact mm. that they're there is annoying, especially for someone like me, because, like, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, and sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, maybe I should get that one thing, and it's like, this whole thing would be easier. Eh, I don't know. Either way, I'm still enjoying mm. the crap out of it, and I've actually... That's I've even spent I even spent a bunch of time just, like, fishing. This game has, like, a fishing minigame. I was like, oh, I'm going to collect I'm gonna collect all of these fish. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's cool. So, yeah, I, I spent a lot a of it. Game. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I I think the game is amazing if you like these types of games. But you know, it does have that. So for the stuff Tales games, it. do you need to have prior knowledge, or is it like no. Final Fantasy where it's they're like all their Final own Fantasy. standalone thing? There's a, a couple of them that are linked. Some people have said, like you have uh, Zillia, which has Zillia One and Zillia Two, so those are connected. And I believe that Zisteria is connected with Berseria as well. But most of the other mm. ones like their own thing. There's also something about Symphonia. Is there Symphonia and there's another one that's like an alternate universe version of Symphonia or something like that? But yeah, it's um, most of, mostly it's like you pick up a Tales game, you can play it, it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, this was a pretty fun one. But let's talk a little bit about Monster Hunter. Have you played Monster Hunter at all? I have, yeah. We were playing last night, actually. We were so, uh, doing some more, more All Mothers and just joking around and having a really good time. We're like, you know, it's been a long time since we've cut off Ibushi's tail in, in round one. Let's go do that. And let's choose a weapon that we don't usually play, and you know, and just having fun. And we did the Teosha quest a few more times and, and stuff like that. Then we had a good time. I mean, right now we're just we're just kind of like going back to it about, I'd say, two times a week uh, just to get our fix. Um, and we're just waiting and waiting for some Super Ibushi, Super Nara, Super All Mother quest to come fingers crossed i um i went in there today as well because i wanted to get caught up on events and stuff because i haven't done mm. some of the events specifically there was the rock nakadaki event that they did and the yeah, teostra so i jumped in there and i actually made uh, a new set which is not particularly new i just wanted to make a more comfortable long shelling set so it's super basic with Basil and Almudron's chest that I get like that razor sharp on there. And then it's just like the usual, except I really went out of my way. I didn't get weakness exploit or any of the melee stuff. I was like, no, no, no. Comfort. I just want comfort. So it's like guard five, stun resist three. Like, I don't care about nothing. I just want comfort. So I went in there, beat the crap out of Teostra. No problem. 
And I basically did all of the more challenging ones. So Bityostra, Rachna, uh, went back and did the Rajan quest. Um, and I actually started using wide shelling because Rajang is too fast for full burst. Mm. So for him and for the, the Mizu and Apex Zenogre, I went wide shelling. And I've, I've newfound um, enjoyment of wide shelling. Let's just say like that. Because nice. you can go really fast and go like poke shell, poke shell, guard, poke shell, poke shell, guard. It's it's really good. And then basically during the, the Apex um the Apex and Ogre one, I got to humiliate Mizutsune with uh <laughs> with the corn the corn popper. <laughs> the mighty, it's so disgusting. It's like the the mighty corn popper has extra aquatic damage, so that transfers over to shells. And you go over to poor Mizu, and it's like you could just see Mizu going like flap. You'd get up, flap, get up, flop. It's like flopping all over the place. It was hilarious. So yeah, that I'll was just say, uh, one thing that fun. what really caught my eye in the last few weeks is that where there was this period that even I would go and approach the game and play it. And there's no denying that it's just a fun, fun game. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, there's the tendency to look at it and say, ah, there's so much they could have did more. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, but the thing is, is like my shift has, in my brain has really changed over the last few weeks where it's like, it is by far mechanically my favorite monster hunter. Like I really enjoy the mechanical fight of it. And now all I'm thinking of is, wow, they really nailed the base mechanics of the game. The next, the expansion for this thing has so much potential, it's ridiculous. Because now they know exactly what they need to do. And if they do it, oh man, are we in for a treat. So I'm actually feeling pretty good about the, the future of Rise. About Rise um, Ultimate? Yeah, yeah. Which again, is all still an assumption on all of our behalves, but I think a very yeah. educated one based on the history. But the base mechanics are nailed so well. Um, and there's so much feedback now. I, I, We're set up for success. I think the next game is going to nail it. I really do. Hmm. So I'm, I'm actually feeling... It's, it's refreshing to go back to the game uh, over and over again and be like, this is just so fun. It is. Movement, combat, everything feels so good. It's too easy, sure. It's lacking some things, sure. But you know what? The base game and the just as an action game, it's fantastic. So I'm feeling much more optimistic and happy about things than maybe some other people. But um, then again, people in the West are not necessarily used to buying a base game first and then yep. seeing them really expand upon it. That and also I think world nailed so many things on the base version on its first time through um that iceborne was more or less an extension of it than a reinvention of it so one thing that that yeah. bothers me a little bit with some of the discord that i've seen is um some discourse that i've seen is uh some people bringing up the fact that like world has more viewership on twitch than rise and i'm just like well of yeah of course it it's, does it's a console game no, but it's it's not even because it's a console game. To me, it's like, yeah, I can instantly look at those two games, the experience I have with both of them, and just go like, yeah, World is a better game for streaming. Oh, it's yeah, just a better, better game. I mean, it's a better game for streaming, so therefore it's going to have a bigger audience. And on top of it, it's on PC and it's got mods. Yeah. Boom. And it's not even <laughs> the fact that it's got G-Rank and all the content. It is just flat out designed for yeah. 
sitting down and playing with other people for a long period of time and having fun. Like yeah. it, I think very obviously kept, had that in mind. So I, I don't suspect that I'll ever change. But if anything, um, that's not it's not a diss on Rise. It's a, it just shows how much they nailed Ice World. Yeah, World and Ice Or World, yeah. One of the one of the things that was fun today was um, like you were saying, it's, it's such a fun game to play because uh, I think a lot of people that were in my stream today hadn't really seen me play the Gunlands that much, at least to the level that you know, because. You see me at the start of a Monster Hunter, then you see me after like 500 hours, and it's very, yeah. very different, right? And so people are like, oh my God, let's just flying all over the place doing all the, you know, like, yep, yep, Gunlands is good. It's, it's the most fun weapon in the game. It's just too bad. Damage sucks, which by the way, by the way, either I'm very mistaken or they might have nerfed Wyvern Fire. Because, like, I, rem I remember getting, like, uh, 140s to 160s on each Wyvern Fire tick. And now, on all of these harder monsters, 120, 130. I, wait, doesn't Y, though, have a weaker version of Wyvern Fire? Isn't that it's, it? It's, I, I played Long Long first. has, Long, Long, I was going to say Long has. What Long has, right? what Long has is where... Normal and wide will do three ticks of damage. Long will do four, but it's the same damage. It's the same damage. Yes, it's. I mean, it's not. It's you know, long is going to do more because it's got one extra tick of damage. But I'm saying like the number is the same. But either way, I used long. I used long on the first time through with most of them, and I was like, dude, it feels like they nerf. Either they nerfed it or they modified the. Um, you know the the harder monsters have modified defense or yeah. something, or just take less damage. But I was like, dude, I don't understand. <laughs> huh. Why? Why would you nerf Wyvern Fire of all things? Oh man, this gunland. So the Wyvern Fire that that's the problem right there. It's too much damage on the Wyvern Fire. <laughs> Can't have that. No, 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 no. So, so, so you're gonna have to write this down for me because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm taking a what? quick look at this. So we're, we're, we're talking long. What level? Level five? Yeah, all, all of my gun lengths are level five. Okay, so I'm looking at the Iceborne official guide right now. The Iceborne and official guide. The Wy yeah, the Wyvern blast. Where is it? They call it Wyvern blast over there. Or Wyvern fire. Whatever it's called. Uh but, it's eighty nine motion. It says it's eighty nine motion. But it's like I'm I'm not even talking from iceborne to rise. I mean from rise to rise. Oh rise to rise, huh. I think they might have nerfed it in a patch at some point or something. Or either that oh. or just like the, the defense that the monsters have. They're just, just they're just doing something. Either way, it's like, hey, that, that true damage thing, yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> True okay, damage well, was yeah. too too powerful, but yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. <clears throat> but anyway, I think it's time we get into the meat of the show because I know you. Can't I know I'm I'm this. itching over here. I'm <laughs> itching in my pants. You can't, you can't wait to talk about this. Okay, so um, we got you hooked on Soul Sacrifice, and uh, yes. you've been having such a good time. You beat me. You you beat me. Like I would I would not think that this was possible, but it was because of the way that I was playing the game. But you beat me. You've defeated the final boss, and I still haven't defeated the final boss. Oh, and I've gotten so much farther since then. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine. 
Because you see, the thing is, like, when I got into Soul Sacrifice, I did not have that monster hunter drive that mm. I have nowadays of like, you know, knowing when to grind, what to grind, what to do. Like I went into this to Soul Sacrifice and I was still thinking about games in terms of like levels. So like I would see yeah. the the quests and I'm like, okay, I want to do all the quests. Let's go. Which is kind of like the way that I initially played Monster Hunter as well. It's like, oh, let's do all the quests and, and hopefully we'll get the materials that we need, which is obviously not the way you're supposed to play those games. Well, but There's something I want to ask you. When you first played it, did you play the vanilla sacrifice or did you play delta i've played both i've played vanilla i didn't finish vanilla and then uh when soul sacrifice came out a lot of research and there is the amount of changes they made to the core game in, from vanilla to delta yeah is it's pretty insane. crazy yeah it's like the, it's i would flat out and they even say this on their official website in japanese it's a full-out remake it's like they they literally went back and went through and took most fan feedback and remade the first game, reshuffled stuff, and they added in a whole like G rank, almost ultimate release content on top of it. Yeah. So it's like, because I'm kind of curious now, it's like people are like, oh, I played a little bit of Soul Sacrifice. It was fun, but it didn't stick. I'm thinking, yeah, but did you play Delta? Because there's so many changes. Listen, I can, I can see. On, I haven't played it, but on paper, it's, it's, they list I'll out over 100 changes on the Japanese. I can't even find an English website for the freaking game. Yeah. It shows you how can. much Sony cares about it. And, and but the let Japanese me, one lists out over a hundred major changes that they've made. And let, let me tell you, let me tell you right now. Okay. So first thing in terms of like, when you're talking about the gaming community as a whole, you have a very small subsection of people that bought the Vita. I don't know what the percentage is. I would wager it's about in the 5% of like, if we're talking like anyone that plays console video, I'm not even in, talking about mobile games, just like people that play console video games and portables and all this stuff i would say that maybe maybe five percent of those people bought a vita okay and then out of those five percent i would say that maybe ten percent of them bought the original soul sacrifice okay and then out of those ten percent I would say that maybe 2% of them have any idea what Soul Sacrifice Delta is. There's okay. people who are told me, oh, I played the original. I don't even know what this Delta is. What is that? I'm like, what? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. God. It's, that's the level. Okay. And, and listen, I was, I was there. I was like, from the beginning, I was like, dude, I love this game. This game is amazing. This game's real good. And then Soul Sacrifice Delta comes out. And I'm just like badgering Sony, like, give me a code, Soul Sacrifice Delta. Give me Soul Sacrifice Delta. There's not even a physical release. You were talking the other day. Did they market this appropriately in the West? And I'm like, I don't even think there was any marketing whatsoever. There's not even a website. And this I don't thing think is, there was anything. Like, like, looking into it, it's like Inafune went back to Sony and said, dude, I've got an idea for a sequel. And plus, he had tons of feedback on things that they could have did better in the first game. And he's like, I want to make all this, right? And he convinced them to let him do it. But what the way they did it was they released it as Soul, Soul Sacrifice Delta, which was a complete reshuffling and rebalancing of the original game. And then on top of that, it was a whole expansion as well. Yep. And it's like they spent all this time and effort. And it's like in the West, they just said, you know, it's a lost cause. We're, not, we're just going to put it in the store. We're not going to tell anybody about it. And it's just like, are you guys smoking cocaine like what is wrong with you yeah 
it's it, like it's it's one of those things because of the fact that the Vita never really took off and that was a Vita game and and the interesting thing about the Vita is that every single time that I would talk to like an independent developer or any developer uh, for that because you know back in the day I used to like go to Gamescom nowadays we can't do that stuff anymore because COVID but you know I would go to Gamescom every you know I got to go to E3 like twice. Every single time I would talk to a developer that was working on the Vita, they would all say they loved developing for the Vita. They thought it was a fantastic platform. It was easy to develop to. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff on there. I think their main complaint was the RAM. They said the Vita does not have mm. that much RAM. But other than that, they loved developing on the Vita. And, you know, for some reason, it just never really took off. And... Sony didn't really push it that much, and it just a lot sunsetted the console. And with that sunset, we've basically lost. Like to me, as far as I'm concerned, this franchise is dead, and it sucks. It sucks so it much. It's 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 like in the delivery room, they took the baby out and threw it off the back window. Yeah, they didn't even give it a chance to be in front of people. Yeah, they. they this is I, like the. This has to be the worst crime in the gaming industry that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where people, not even, it's it's like, what do you do? Because this is a Vita exclusive. The only thing that you can do to do justice to the game is take it out of the Vita, put it on an, yeah. put it on PlayStation Five, put it on PlayStation Four, put it in people's hands. Because like, if people would actually play this game, if they would just well, they don't play even this, know it exists. Exactly, they don't know it exists. How how can it be? You know, and that, well, what's what's funny is people are like hearing you talk so heavily about this game makes me want to play, it, but I don't have a Vita. I'm like, you can go buy a Vita used. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 if I knew that I was gonna love this game as much as I love it, I would just go out and buy a Vita. And, and it's I'm like, still debating whether to go out and buy an OLED, but I'm trying to t convince myself no, not no, no, to. No. Don't don't do that because but, as I'm far enough that it's fine. But it's like, yeah. this is a system seller. This is it that is good. It 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 was it most we can't say it is it was because that system is dead okay they tried shutting uh, down the store not even that long ago okay <laughs> so it's Jesus. like that's that system is dead like I it feels you know bad, the other day I went on a, I went in a shopping spree so I hear you talking about the game and I've heard I knew it was coming out when in Japan I've heard about it a little bit but it was just one of those times where I think God Eater had just come out and. You know, I was getting ready for the next Monster Hunter game, and I just, I was like, okay, there's a lot of people who are doing hunting formula stuff, like whatever. Oh, this is spell based; it's not weapon based. Yeah, not for me. If you yeah. told me that the spells were basically weapons, weapons, like there's yeah. lances and swords and stuff like that, then it would have been a different story. Um, plus, also the Vita, just it was a hard sell here in Japan, even initially. And it, and it's like. Um, you, you need to understand something because like we're talking about uh, buying a Vita. You remember when you had that thing where you were saying that like, oh, the, the PlayStation TVs were like whatever, five, bu five bucks, right? You said that they were like dirt cheap over there. When they became dirt cheap in Europe, I made the case for this game again. I was like, listen, guys. If you guys want to get into this game, you can buy one of these. It wasn't as cheap as it is over there. It was still like 50 euros or something. But the PlayStation now TVs were, were 50 euros. And I was telling people, listen, it is worth it to get yes. this PlayStation TV thing just to play this game. And well, even at least if, they named it properly in the what. 
And, and there's PlayStation more games. TV. What the yeah. hell does that mean? It sounds like a peripheral device. Yeah. But in Japan, they call it the Vita TV because it's just a Vita without the screen and buttons. Yeah. And an HDMI out. That, and that's, like people don't realize you don't need to have a Vita to own this thing. You just it is a Vita. You just buy it and you can play on your TV. It's like the it's like the Wii U marketing. Remember how some people thought it was a peripheral for the Wii? But, oh um, man, it's like you need to understand. I don't even think that Sony initially planned on releasing the PlayStation TV in the West because the first time I heard about that device. I was like super pumped because obviously, you know, I'm trying to record out of this Vita over here. And I was like, dude, there's, there's a thing that can output HDMI. I can record out of that. And, and it's like when they initially did the marketing for it, it was called the PlayStation Vita TV. And then they eventually what? just called it the PlayStation TV. It's, it's so weird. The name makes that no they, sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. But, but it's like even, even, uh, you know, if you were buying it for 50 euros, this is what I told people. If you're buying it for 50 euros, it's worth it for also Sacrifice Delta alone. But you can also get Persona 4 Golden, which is amazing. You can also get like this Gaia games on there. You can get Freedom Wars. You can get uh, Toki then, which Toki then initially started as a Vita game. And only then it released on PlayStation 3. It was Tokiden Kiwami or whatever. But, you know, Tokiden was another hunting game that you could get. It was like there was yeah, all the these God games. Eater series. God Eater actually didn't come out on the West on the Vita for the longest time. And when it came out. Really? Yeah. yeah it, when it came out, it came, it came out for the PlayStation, I think it was 3 and the Vita at the same time. It was really weird. weird. Like God Eater was the weirdest thing in the West because I like, came out for the PSP. But then they never put it on the Vita. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, people want to buy this then, game. People want to play Then you it. find out in Japan there was a renaissance of God Eater going on over here in the Vita. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's so frustrating the way oh. that they handled it. There were so many games that I would see in Japan, and they would not make it over to the West. Like, I'm surprised Soul Sacrifice made it over to the West. It was crazy. It, and, it, it and by the way, me, guys, so, I mean, we're we're talking about this game, and I real I, I just realized that a lot of people are like they're talking about this game. What is this game like? Okay. Yeah, we need we the, need we need to discuss actually describe what it, is. it. So so listen, yeah. guys. Think for the easiest description is I always like to say it's Monster Hunter with spells. That's not all there is to it. But let's put it like this: you, you, there's an arena, very much like you have maps in Monster Hunter. The maps are more simplified here. They're like smaller maps, and there will be a boss there. The boss is gonna have techniques it's going to have weak points it's going to have all these things and you do a loadout just like you do in monster hunter your loadout can have six spells and these spells they can be weapons so like you can summon a sword and you can swing the sword and you can do a special attack with the sword the thing is each spell has a limited number of uses and you have to kill like some of the smaller enemies on the map because there's the boss and there might be also smaller enemies and there are some things that help you like renew your your spells but basically, you need to reload your spells from time to time, and that requires sacrifice. You sacrifice or save, depending on which faction you choose, um, the enemy monsters that you've killed, and that replenishes your stuff and keeps you going. But basically, the whole thing is like you're building a deck with these spells, and you also have like passive effects that you put on your arm, and yeah. then you go in there, and you attack, and you fight these monsters very much similar to how you would fight a monster in Monster Hunter. Well... Except in here, it's a little bit more arcadey. It's not as about hunting. It's about no. Here's the boss. Kill the boss. It's a it's an arena. The button type is a little, thing. Yeah, I would say I would say the battle is 
very fulfilling, but less yes. deliberate than Monster Hunter and more, more like you said, like an arcadey kind of like not a beat 'em up because it's 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 still very much like Monster Hunter. It's just it's faster paced and is a little bit not as deep as Monster Hunter. And that's only because of when once I put I have some notes here, but once we get into the sheer variation of spells that you have in this game and things oh, that yeah. you can do, is crazy. And when you when you say six spells, we're talking everything from if you want a healing spell, you can have that. You want a healing spell that heals you over time, you can have that. You want a healing spell that heals you and your whole party, you can have that. But you can't you have all healing... three of them. You can only have two. Yeah, two, <laughs> two of one type. So you can have. You want spears? You can bring up to two. You want fists? You want hammers? All sorts. You want you want summons where you can summon a golem that will pound in a monster. Go for yeah. it. Um, so like it's huge amount of depth and different weapons. So you can play it like it's a magic spell game, or you can play it like it's a melee weapon game. It all depends. And the neat thing is, is that at least with Delta, which was the sort of remake slash expansion. They, they fixed this up a bit where I think the original game was more pushing you towards sacrificing stuff. Um, and if you wanted to, you could save stuff, but it wasn't quite the same. Now they have a thing. So like when you kill a little minion on the on the screen, which is just like a little, I don't know, like a jaggy or something, right? Like a goblin or something. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a corpse that's left over, like some rats or something. And then when you go over it, you can hold L to save it. You can hold R to sacrifice it, or you can hold L and R at the same time to just let fate decide what happens to them. And there are things called, I don't like the word faction, only for the fact that it, it sounds too complicated of a game when you say it's a faction, like there's all, it's not deep. You've got three basic groups that you can join, one of three, and there's three different effects, right? So depending on which one you are, there's three, like, let's just take, um, I don't know. I don't want really to grab one as an example, but let's say like like you were saying, the most important one arguably is recharging your spell usages. Um, so you can either do that just from leveling them up and getting and getting them stronger with more uses, or you can just you know let's say you go around and sacrifice everything. Um, but it's if not, you save it's not them really, instead, it's not really just sacrificing though, because don't you yeah. recover your offerings by saving? Yeah, exactly. So honestly, there's so three different faction, things that can happen, right? Yeah. So there's the idea is one effect is that you recharge your spells, and that's all of them, not just the one you used. The other effect is that you get some healing, which is great. And the other one is that it speeds you up. It gives you a speed boost. So you can dash and run and do stuff like that. And depending on which of the three groups that you belong to, your factions, you know, sacrificing will do this for this group, but for this group it won't. Like, it'll do different stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it, you're in teams of three instead of four. That's another small difference from Monster Hunter. Um, and the cool thing is, is with single player, which is there's there's a whole multiplayer thing, but obviously with Vita being dead right now, that's not really something you want to be thinking about. The game has a really, really good NPC system where you have two NPCs with you. It is important to mention, though, if you have friends, even if the you know the online multiplayer completely dies, you can still play local with your friends. Yeah. So that still works. It still works. And you can actually still go online and play the game until someone yeah, yeah. brings down the servers. Um, and that, there's actually in Japan or, or in the West, I don't know, maybe they're Westerners because it was region free. Um, there's still a good, I think, 20 people playing right now uh, because I actually matched. Which, which I got which into faction? I got into a room. <laughs> I got into a room and uh, it was a sanctuary room I got into. So 
I I need, I need to ask. But everyone, thing, but which, I'll, I'll say right now. Yeah, you know who it is. No, I, I actually I don't. Which, which faction is dominating? That's why I'm asking. Grim. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so if you guys know, so Avalon is the group that believes. So the I guess the the thing I want to I if I could talk about this is yeah. so I think you you did a really good job of talking about the combat and. It's a portable game, so like these hunts, as I call them, hunts, because they basically are. Because um, like when you when you get your hunt list, you get like the level one star quest, level two star quest, three star quest, stuff like that. There is uh, an abundance of large monsters. There's 61 I counted in the game. Um, when you kill a boss, each boss has two items that are unique to them. So basically you're getting uh, a unique either it's a spell like it's an auxiliary spell or a support one and you're also getting like a weapon and they're all very thematically themed to that monster specifically so instead of hunting for armor you're hunting for their spells um so you get their spells and then you can level them up and they, they change rarity and get even crazier and stuff like that and you can mix and match some spells uh, but you're going in there you could see what spells you can get um so you can just like say okay i'm going after this guy because i want you know, this super fireball thing. And you go after, like, the, the fireball boss guy, right? And you kill him, and then he drops it, um, and you, there's a rating system, sort of Devil May Cry. Um, but then you get your rewards and all that good stuff. So, like, the theme... I'd say a quest generally lasts about... Unless you're overpowered in your farming, I would say, like, your first time going through a quest, they're about five to ten minutes long. It feels just like a good portable Monster Hunter game, I think. Yeah. Um, some fights might go a little over 10, uh, I think like if it's, a, a, you know, you're kind of, there's no, like there is a player level, but it's, it's, it's just, it's a little, it's a little different, but, um, it's about 10 minute quest. So it's, it's a very bite size. It's very enjoyable. It's not too long. Yeah, It was designed for portability. Yeah. So the thing that really makes this game shine though, is that it's got story like really really good story and the way that it's implemented is fantastic for this type of game because they basically came up with a story conceit that means that you don't have to worry about a hub town you don't got to worry about running around talking to villagers it's just you in a room with a book and you're talking to pretty much just think of it like the necronomicon right like a grimoire and you're talking to a spell book who's a character who's hilarious um, I've, I haven't heard all the English voices, but the Japanese. Don't is, get any of fantastic. your grime on my pages. <laughs> he's a he's a funny character. Um, who's who's endearing, and basically he's it's it's a great story conceit in that he's got the story of the life of a wizard gone mad, um, and who's destroyed the world, and also uh, another sorcerer who was alongside him in his journeys. And basically, you're reliving the journeys of this nameless uh, warlock sorcerer, um, which is why you can be a man or a woman. You can do this or that. And you can even, because it's a book and you're reliving them, you can fudge with the details of the book a little bit. Like, you know, and then he saved this character. No, and then he killed this character. And then there's little branches that you can enjoy. Um, and there's just a really good narrative structure there where you have the main story, which is your journey with a guy called... In English, it's Magusar. Magusar. And in Japanese, it's Merlin. And obviously, they didn't. Why, use why wouldn't we they? Have, we have a we have a preconception of what Merlin is in the West, right? Like you immediately, everyone gets something in their head when you say Merlin. You're like, aha, King Arthur and the the man. And 
but in Japan, it's not as as heavy with that. But I like the name Merlin. Yeah, I I think Merlin is a better name than Magusar. (laughs) Okay. But, uh, yeah, so you have your your main story journey with him and his journey into darkness. And the way the game is told is that basically without, because I'm not going to give away any of the story, there's a lot of really, really good story stuff here. Like, as a story game, this thing is an A+. It is fantastic. Uh, um, if not an S S tier, I've I've said multiple times it 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 was it might still be because it's like right now Final Fantasy fourteen is also really high up there, but like this game the story and the stories in this game because like every every yeah. one of the monsters that you fight like you know how in Monster Hunter they'll give you like details oh that we crossed this bull with uh with a gorilla and here's rajang right and it's like and here's why it works like this and it's got this and then it eats the horns of the kieran that's why it's got electricity like it's yeah like, so like imagine that every boss had a nine to fifteen page story yep. a really well written story at that that you could read through that gives you the entire mythology and story and the myth behind the monster um nothing like scientific but more like storytelling almost like you know like Darks, you know, like uh, like the Grim Brothers, right? Which is you know Grim Fraction. So, so you got like this whole main story with with Magasar, and it's fully narrated. It doesn't play out in cutscenes. It plays out like a visual novel in a way. Um, in many cases, where it sort of reminds me of Lost Odyssey and how they did the dream, the Thousand Dreams, where it's really good voice acting, and they do a lot of really interesting storytelling things with the text. Like some of the text will look like it's blood on the screen. Some will be dark and bold. Some will be small, and it's it's all fully voiced and it's it's really interesting. And my daughter watched the entire story with me. She's a big fan of Soul Sacrifice, by the way. Yeah. She really loves the story. So she said, Don't you dare do a story quest unless I'm there. So she's watched the entire story and listened to it. She's really enjoyed it. Um, so you get those the, that whole major story, and that's that's basically the critical path through the game, right? But you also have as a side treat, because you know, sometimes you'll hit walls or sometimes you just want some variation. You've got three chapters for each of the factions they're calling them, right? You've got the Avalon, which are the sorcerers who... And I'll have to say, the whole story has to do with the idea that um, be careful what you wish for, because it just oh, might, yeah. it's like a deal with the devil, right? <laughs> it's like there's some force or something that is appearing to people at a time of absolute despair, and you feel real bad for these people. And it's like a chalice or something evil. And it says... The golden chalice. If you want, if yeah, if you want out, if you want this, sacrifice something of equal value, and I will give it to you. And these people are in impossibly horrible situations. We're talking like tortured, maimed. You know, they need to escape, right? But they wish for a way out, and they always get screwed in the end. It's like be careful what you wished for, right? Because they get played. And the idea is that these sorcerers that are running around with, like, they've got their 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 magical hand, the sorcery will eventually eat eat their soul, and they will eventually turn mad. And so it's a very despairing tale of all these bosses and all these characters are just people put in bad situations where things went wrong. Sometimes they were a little bit of asses, sometimes they were good people, but you can always understand what happened to them, and you feel bad. So it's like, do you sacrifice and say, look, the the end's just I don't care about the situation. You've done some horrible stuff. You have to be taken out. Or do you try to save them, which, have, you know, 
could just be holding the time until they go crazy again, right? Um, so you get this whole wonderful narrative. So you got the Avalon faction, which is the group of sorcerers who believe, I don't care what your circumstances were. If you've gone dark and you've become a demon and you're now killing innocent people, you need to be put down. So their goal put is to down. go out there and put down, <laughs> put down the demons. So they sacrifice, but they're not mean about it, right? Like they, I think the game is very sensible in that it realizes it's very aware of what's going on. No, no one's happy go lucky like I'm a killer of magic. It's like they're all doomed. All these sorcerers, yeah. like they're not. There, there's a couple of them that like lost their mind and they're going like, yeah, I'm gonna sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. but there's like it's because yeah. they're already too far gone. They didn't start like that. They're just yeah. like, oh. So yeah, so you get your Avalon side stories, right? And these are optional, but obviously you do them because they help you get spells to progress in the main story. But and it's separated by chapters, right? And each chapter covers one major character from that faction and you get to learn who they are there's some really deep good stories with some of these npcs that you really become attached to them to the point that i just spent 130 dollars <laughs> on midcardi to buy a figurine of red riding hood because i like her so much see that's another thing over there they call her red riding and here's like samila or something like that i'm just like what she has a different yeah, the name names are in very different English. yeah well, she's got a, she's got another name, but I, that's part of the story, so I won't talk about yeah. that. But but that's Red Riding Hood, and she's awesome, and she's part of the Grim faction. So you got Avalon is that, and it's not like you just go through the whole Avalon story and then you go back. It's like you go back and forth between the two because the difficulties jump, right? So it's like reminds me of Monster Hunter Generations, where you're kind of like now I'm doing Burna, now I'm going to go do some Yukumo, and now I'm going to go do some Poke Village. Like you get a nice variety, and you can change your faction over and over again. So like. That's Avalon. Then you've got the absolute opposite, which is Sanctuary, which is we believe that we can we should I, save I, these people. I, I love how you know you go. Oh, so they believe this, and then when you go to Sanctuary, it's like we believe. <laughs> you, got, you guys can tell which faction Gaijin's a part of. So yeah, <laughs> did I say that? Yeah, you That's did. Funny. We believe he's, he's already spreading the gospel of the sanctuary. I'm gonna get a tattoo of the the insignia on my shoulder. <laughs> so, but sanctuary believes that you know there's still hope in the world. Um, the, people deserve to be saved, um, but they do need to be taken care of. So you use magic at your own means, at your own sacrifice, to help others. So it flips everything from Avalon, right? Where in Avalon, you you, re, you recharged your spells and you got power from killing. In this one, you get power from saving. Um, it's it's a very cool idea. It's a simple mechanic because basically you're just doing a different thing. When some when you kill a monster, you're either going to press L or R and you choose. Um, luckily, you hold it down so you don't accidentally do something that you don't want to do. Um, but it's a great faction. It's like, you know, uh, it's got its own stories as well. Well, I think the original vanilla game screwed up a little bit was that apparently like they didn't have the idea in place that you could play as just pure sanctuary yeah. and save everybody because you wouldn't be recharging your spells unless yeah. you sacrifice. So the game was pushing you to be Avalon, which and is the, kind of against its, its, it's core not, philosophy. It's not even just pushing you against the, to be Avalon. If I remember the, the, the game correctly, the way that it used to work in the original was like, you need to heal yourself, time to go blue. You need to recharge your spells. Time to go red. That was like the balance. It's yeah. like if you, yeah, you could like save the, animals and that would heal your health, or you could sacrifice them and that would heal your spells. But yeah, yeah. The, so if you follow me on Twitter, I was going insane trying to find 
information on wikis and stuff and I can't find it. One, now because I know they didn't tell anybody about Delta when they released it. And two, they reshuffled all the quests where it used to be called like Avalon packs and stuff like that. None of these quest names exist anymore in Delta because they reshuffled it. Yep. They made it in a way that you can be any one of these. So you when guys, you join Sanctuary, you, you can be a Sanctuary seen, player. I should have seen the one time Gaijin calls was like, can you do a call real quick? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And it's like, dude, I can't find this goddamn quest. <laughs> it's like, what? He's losing his mind trying to figure out where's this, the Avalon packed something. I can't find it. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, it, it's because the, the the wikis, like for the people who were passionate about it, they covered the first game. But there's not a lot of information about the second one. Yeah. One that's thanks to Sony. Um, and I'm sure some people who are listening to this are like, dude, I love the first game. I didn't know there was a second one. Like, yeah. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah. Well, I'll get into that. I, I have a lot of notes here <laughs> on what they changed. But yeah, it's, it's significant. So you got Sanctuary, but then Delta added in the obvious ideal third faction, which is probably what is their idea of the sequel was, which is Grim. And it's all based on the Grim Brothers. And, you know, like. Hansel and Gretel, Little Red Riding Hood, Three Little Pigs, very grotesque reimaginings of those dark tales. And the Grim Faction says, you know what? It's not my place to decide. Um, it's up to fate. So yeah. when you go up to an enemy that you've killed, you hold down both L and R, and the game decides for you whether it's going to kill them or it's I going like to save them. And you're a just, lot. Yeah, <laughs> you, absorb, you, you, you can pretend that you're absorbing yourself from the choice. None of my business. When really... Yeah, and what I think is so funny about that faction, and you've mentioned this to me, and I, I've now played all the factions, so I know, but they go so hard on the concept that you, like in other factions, you have to care about your battle ranking. Like, did I break all the parts? Did I do it without taking a lot of damage? And you get points for all these things, and depending on how good your points are, you get better rewards at the end of the quest. Grim, it don't matter. It's random. It's all up. It just it says, you know what? I leave it to faith, fate what I get. I could have been the sloppy-ass person and I get the rarest items, or but, I could be the best player and get crap. But they still show you, like, the things that you've done, very much like yeah, the others, yeah. where it's like, oh, you broke, you've, you used the right element. But there's no points, the yeah, part, and there's, like, no points no next points. to it. <laughs> because they say the grim sorcerers accept their fate no matter what it is, and it's so exactly. funny <laughs> because it's, it's kind of fun when you're up against a monster that you're just you're just not having an easy time breaking the parts and getting all those points. So just switch over to Grim, kill it a few times, uh, let fate decide what to do to it. And you'll probably get the items that you want. So it's a really cool and it's got its own NPCs. Uh, and, and there's like four or five major NPCs. Yeah. So the game is loaded with content. And then outside of like, so you got three faction side stories, you got the main story and then you've got the glorious, glorious menu which is the packs. So basically it's where it's just a quest list. Yeah. It's where they just put in a crap ton of quests and monsters. Um, I'm going to give you guys an idea of how much stuff is in this game. So there's seven chapters to Avalon with 28 quests, which is that's, that's a lot of gameplay right there. There's three chapters and 12 sanctuary quests, three chapters and 13 grim quests, Six tutorial quests, which I say tutorial, but it's it's actually a story. And a oh, very, I, I know which one you're talking about. It's, it's it's a very heartfelt story. Oh, yeah. Um, I shed a tear. Um, five chapters and 26 main story quests. 
There is 10 chapters and 140 side quests. These are the ones I'm talking about, these these packs. Yep. 140 of them. Then does you that, have Does that include the crossover quests? No. No, okay. no. So that's I, just I, side quests. <laughs> then you've got 10 chapters uh so that's 10 chapters 140. Then you've got 3 chapters and 38 additional quests which were like download event quests that they did uh over time. Then you've got two chapters of 28 what they call black page quests, which is like G rank. It's like super hard quests and it's 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 like the G rank of the game. Then they have 42 like actual DLC quests. Like I, I don't like know they if had I have free those downloadable DLC. content. I don't know if I have those the 42 DLC that, ones. Oh really? Well, you also have to unlock them. Some of them unlock as you progress through the game. They're not all available at once. I'm just There's saying 11... that I, I think that there was a lot of DLC that only came out in Japan. I, I don't think everything came out <gasps> to the... Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. I, I don't think everything no. came out to the West, dude. I, I think that we got screwed over big time in the West. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Oh I, I have the... Whatever is the... the guy. I, Wait, I didn't how even is that remember... possible, though? Because it's, it's non-region locked, so that stuff has to be in the game. Because you can go online with players with all those spells and stuff, anyways. I, 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 it's I don't know. Be I, there. I remember, but the thing is that the Vita store was a mess, so I don't remember everything exactly. But I do remember that yeah. at least for the original, for the original Soul Sacrifice, I can guarantee you there was quests that did not make it to the West. There were a lot of quests that didn't make it to the West. Cause I remember, cause I was trying to like work around, and I was like, "What if I, what if I got like a Japan account?" And then it's like, "No, forget about it." Cause the Vita was had that thing with the one account thing. You can only have like one account in order to swap yeah. it. It was a pain. So yeah, that one thing that I can tell you though is that uh, in Soul Sacrifice, I didn't even remember this, but in Soul Sacrifice Delta, uh, whatever is the crossover with God Eater, I've done it because I have, yeah. I, I have, I, I, I have say, a sword I that I can that. summon. I have a sword that I can summon that's basically a God Eater sword, and basically you can charge it up. And when you charge it up, it actually does the whole thing where it opens up like in God Eater, and it takes a chunk out of the monster and it buffs your character. Okay, this is the level of crossover quests we're talking about in this game. Yeah, so like, <laughs> there's there's five extra test requests which I haven't done. I actually haven't even unlocked them. There's a, that's and I've played for almost a hundred hours now. There's eleven collaboration quests. So. Again, I, I, I'm assuming Delta fixed that problem. I think that it got all the stuff because you can you can match make with everybody. So if the quests I are already so. implemented in the game, there's no reason why it's just it's just it's hard to tell that they're DLC quests because of the creative way that they name everything in the menus. Yeah. The menus are, there's a lot of menus of, there's so many quests, you'd be like, Oh my god. But DLC stuff, so they had Marduk from God Eater Two. Yeah, that's the one Marduk, that I've killed. Whatever you want to call it. They have forgive me for butchering these names. There's Dionea from Freedom Wars. Dionea? I I don't know. I, Dionea. It's like a huge. It's like a huge mechanical dragon thingy. Yeah, yeah. That it's sounds it's about pretty right. cool. Then they have the Chthonian fiend and the Abyssal fiend from Tokiden. <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's awesome. like they just said, you know what? Let's band together. And then they even have some weird costume stuff for uh, Wild Arms of all things, the RPG. I've I've there's never played Wild Arms. Yeah, I mean neither. So it's it's just hilarious to hear, um, and some other like crazy. And, and here's and here's an interesting thing. Um, Toki then also had crossover quests from Soul Sacrifice, so you had monsters from Soul Sacrifice into. And here's the thing, because I I remember 
that at the time I played more Toki then because my friends were more into Toki then than Soul Sacrifice, even though I liked Soul Sacrifice more. They were more into Toki then, so and I remember doing the Soul Sacrifice quests. So my character in Toki then looked like the the basic character from Soul Sacrifice with the raiment and whatnot, and it was really cool. But like I was looking at the rollout map here in Japan, and it was insane. They did a half year of incredibly focused uh, updates. So from April third, two thousand fourteen, until September eighteenth. So over half a year, they started out with like they added in new character voices for all the like people love the NPCs and they wanted to cosplay as them. And if you get your there's a whole thing where like if you hunt a lot with this NPC, their their uh, trust system goes up and then they get yeah. better spells. So you can actually like raise them. And if you don't want to just grind it, you could just give them a you bunch can give of them items spells, that you don't want yeah. anymore. You can give <laughs> yeah, them spells. And they'll, you, you can get the messed here. But it's really funny because if you bring like a sanctuary girl with you. And you kill a monster, her trust will go down with you because she's like, "How dare you, you dirty fiend!" And she'll <laughs> scream at you for doing it. It's really funny. I, I um, remember but they added that. In a I, bunch of you, you just reminded me that I used to like. Oh, I like this character. I'll take this character with me. And then like, I was just what are like, you doing? Up to the monster, the the they would try to save it, and you could see because you can see the energy coming yeah. through. The, we're getting, we're gonna save. We will. And the character would even say, "We will save you." And I'm just like, "Nope." Nope. <laughs> this one's a goner. He's dead forever. What's funny <laughs> is if if you have two NPCs that are trying to save a monster and you're trying to kill it, they'll beat you. Yeah. You you won't be able to you won't be able to kill them. Yeah, you majority have to bring rules. someone else who's See, that's the yeah. beauty of being grim. You never have to fight over it. It's like whatever you guys want to kill it, kill it. I don't care. None of my business. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then like a month later, they added in NPC, some more NPC bosses where it's not just monsters that you fought, but there was a way to replay some of the story quests. Then like I, the next month, they added in... I think it's important... Go, yeah, stop me as I go on. No, it's, it's important to clarify just one thing, which is we're talking about how NPCs would save monsters and you'd sacrifice them. I mean, we're talking about if you sacrifice, you level up your damage, and if you save, you level up your health and defense. And you guys, some people might be like, well... I got to be really careful with that because otherwise I might level up the wrong thing and then I'm screwed. No, because the game just lets you straight up down level things that you don't want. So it's like, oh, I got like three yeah. levels in, in Sanctuary that I didn't want. That's fine. Yeah. Do you level them? No yeah. problem. Scrub it. The one thing yeah. that the game doesn't let you do. Even if you, even if you kill a character, you can go back to that same quest yeah. to save them and save it's them. like it never happened. The one thing it doesn't let you do as easily is get levels back. So like say for instance you're, I don't know, 50 red and 20 blue and you downscale the the red by like 10 and you apply that you can't just like go back and like hey i actually i want to raise that back up it's like nope that's gonna cost no, you actually, wait I, you can't you can level it, it costs, back up but it costs you too much it's it's not you you're probably yeah, not gonna have level, gaining levels is, so, is, is easy, very yeah. easy like it's, pretty easy. it's very like i'll put it this way the max level you can get is 100 so it's a split between red and white like, if you kill, you get more attack power. If you save, you get more defense and heal. And so you can balance your build, so to say, however you want. Um, and then certain spells and things only unlock if you have certain thresholds. Yeah. So, for example, I went 99-1. So I had, you can't get rid of that one. I won't tell you why, but there's, you always have one blood stain on you uh, for narrative reasons. But you have, I had 99 where I did nothing but save everybody. That was my first time through. I then sacrificed all 100 levels to get a special sigil for my heart, 
which is like, okay, we're going to give you 110% damage up for using lances. Boom. I've, it's like, it's like a permanent, like, buff that you can apply to your character. And then I leveled it all the way back up to 100 again, sacrificed all those hundreds to get the heart sigil for the blood. Then I went through a third time and I sacrificed Jesus it for Christ. the arm. And now I'm on my fourth time and I'm already at 80, level 85. Jesus so, Christ. You're it's a machine. Not that bad, I've, I've ne- it's basically like prestiging. I've never prestiged not even once in that game. But that's also because there, There's I monsters swapped. that you can't beat if you don't do that. It, it, the G ranks, like Delta stuff, gets really hard. The, the thing is, like, I would swap between uh avalon and grim too often and basically in order to do that properly you would have to constantly reshuffle your stats around and so i would waste a lot of my stats doing that yeah because like, you're like leveling one then you're de-leveling then you're leveling and de-leveling it's like stop yeah. it yeah exactly that that's basically what i did throughout a lot of it because i'm like oh i really like avalon i also like grim i really like avalon i also like grim like right yeah. now i'm uh i'm 45 45 so I'm full grim and I'm level ninety basically. <laughs> you gotta get the you gotta get to hundred and sacrifice it all. You gotta. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I've, there I'm is already so thinking, many of these special sigils that you can get for sacrificing. I'm already it's thinking so about what I'm gonna do. I'm probably going to sacrifice for weapons and then I'm going to sacrifice for uh, throne. I think because those two you can get sweet bonuses out of grim. So that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing. Weapons and throne. Yeah, so it allows you to specialize and make a build for yeah. a specific type of weapon. It's really fun. Um, and each, I, I would say that there's like many different ways to play the game, but each faction basically has three very main playstyles that they offer you. And you can you can you can use totally different ones if you want. But like lances uh, and blood attacks are special abilities of sanctuary. But you can actually play blood builds using like Avalon as well. Like there's where's, the, it's the really lance thing. The fun. lance thing is one that really bothers me because I love the lance spell. The lance is you have, so good. You have to be sanctuary if you want to use lance because lance Come on it gives or. you a lot. It gives you a lot of reach when you use it. Like yeah, and you it, can break. Actually, and you it's, can break it's not even lance. Easily. It's it's not even lance. It's spear. We're just calling it lance because monster on it. It's spears. It's actually spears. Yeah. <laughs> It's a spear, but then like then they added a, a boss called Succubus. They added in some stories, added in new outfits and voices you can earn. Uh, added in Grim Story. Then they added in a feature called the Endless. I don't know what it's called in English. It's the, the Endless Maze of Alice. Alice is Alice's Alice's maze. maze. Alice's Maze. So this yeah. is yeah. So this is themed off of a very dark, bloody ass version of Alice in Wonderland. And so it's like a bloody teapot that you get on a platform. It's like an elevator, and you just keep going down to the depths of hell. And each floor is a random uh, encounter. It gets harder and harder and harder. And then Have every you done third that yet? floor, yeah, uh, I haven't gone all the way through though. So like, well, all the way through technically is like level thirty. Um, have you gotten through to level thirty or no? No, I I don't remember when I've lost, but I streamed it. I I made a, a live stream where I was just like going down, and I spent. I don't. I don't even know how much, how many hours I spent on there. But then it's. Just, I got to a point where it's, this is too much. It, okay, like stuff was destroying my two, the two guys that were with me, and yeah. then it was, and then I was trying to save them, and then it would destroy me, and they would save me. It was just like it was just like a death chain. We just kept dying until yeah. it's like, nope, there's no more health to go around. We're all dead. Yeah. So every third floor, you get the opportunity to leave and collect all the rewards of everything that you've killed. 
Uh, or you can just fight till you die and it's game over. Um, so I just and then realized at certain that... floors like floor six, floor twelve, and like there's like you you meet Alice, who's a very grotesque character. Um, and then at the, floor thirty, I think is where you actually get to kill it. Yeah, it's like the, the the now that I'm thinking about it, that might actually be one of the ways that I can actually get one of the items that I need because I need a very specific item that apparently there's no quest for that item. Yeah, you need to. No, you need to get it randomly I, I, through I a blank. You need to get it randomly oh, through a blank, blank page. page. Yeah. We'll you talk about blank pages. Those aren't yeah. that bad. But but I yeah. think you need to get it randomly through a blank page. Or I was thinking maybe you can get it through Alice's maze as well. I I didn't consider What's that. What's the item? Uh, it's um, you know the monster Pied Piper. Yeah. So the Pied Piper, the only quest that you have, it drops the the seed things on plus. I need the version of yeah, them yeah, that can, doesn't have. Oh, a plus. that's that's he pops up all the time on blank pages. Yeah, I I haven't gotten him yet. You you, you can influence it like it, uh, we'll talk about blank pages in, yeah. in, in a little bit. <laughs> but so they, so they had this whole endless maze, which is it's a whole other layer of content. Then they added in an invading monster. I don't know if you've been invaded by Bahamut or not, but Bahamut is an invading monster like Devil Joe, where every now and then he will invade a quest, and he's he's like a, is he's that not a G rank only character. Probably, maybe I don't know. No, yeah. I, I remember I haven't killed Magisar. Yeah, so Bahamut is hilarious. He he's fun to fight. Then they added in like a new story for Avalon and uh, some new bosses. They did the Wild Arms Club. They did Tokiden. They added in a monster called Gigas. They did Gravity Days. They have some really nice outfits for Gravity Days. They added in a monster called Odin. They did the Freedom War Club. Gravity Days uh, being Gravity the- Rush. Gravity That's, Rush. It's actually called Gravity in the, Rush English. in the West. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, another, and then another by the way, another extremely underrated game, but somehow that game got picked to actually escape the prison that was the Vita, dude. Ooh, and it still remained incredibly underrated, though, because not enough people bought it. Like, I think what, the second it, one they considered done, to be a flop. I think they considered it a flop. Wasn't that done by Toyama-san? I, so that not would make know. sense because he's a he's a long-time uh, director in Sony. So that would make sense because as far as I can tell, watching the credits of this game and reading up about it, the original concept came from Keiji Inafune, right? Like the ex-Capcom, you know, unfortunately now blemished with Mighty Number no. 9. It was his original idea and his company concept, which is sort of like ex-Capcom employees and stuff, and they pitched it to um, Sony, and Sony invested in the game. And most of the development, though, was done by Marvelous AQL, which is the people who did like what uh, God Eater games. They did um, Monster Hunter Stories Two, Monster Hunter Stories One. Like Marvelous is is a very capable developer, and it seems like they did the majority of the chops. But the actual writing. The whole game design was all done by a different director who actually went indie last year. He left uh, Concept and he became indie. And I'm just like, oh my God, you got to kickstart this shit. Like, buy the rights. <laughs> I almost want to do a Kickstarter to say, hey, can we buy the rights for Soul Sacrifice to give to him so that he can. And it's like, ah. But anyway, and, so like. And he's like, I, I don't want it. And you're just like, shut up, take it. <laughs> just take this take it. make it, make it. 
But there's a, there's one gameplay point that you brought up, which is really worth mentioning, which is interesting, which is, okay, if it's like Monster Hunter, then what is the condition for quest failure? And it's super unique. So you have quests with three people, right? Whether And it doesn't scale, so it's always three. So if you think you're going to get cheeky and just like not bring NPCs along with you, don't do it because you're hurting yourself. Yeah. And the NPCs are very capable. Like, they're really good. They're not like Kyle from <laughs> Stories 2. Like, they actually know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Kyle oh, or Kuroth, who is also pretty useless on the, the I'm charging my bow. <laughs> I'm charging my bow over here. Yeah, I yeah. might die, but I don't care. Charging my bow. Oh man, Kyle's so, terrible. It's gotta hate him. But um so the the failed conditions for this game is unique in that so you got three guys. And so the first time I died, I was like, ah and then I realized the game wasn't over. I'm like, wait, what happened? And you're laying there on the ground dead. And you get three options. One is like, okay, I'm just going to retire from the quest. And we'll, re- we'll do it over again. And I'll just choose to die. And then the other two is you can ask for your teammates to either save you or sacrifice you. Dude, that is so <laughs> And so, so of course, good. I'm like, and so I'm like, okay, uh, save me, please. So I hit the save. And what happens is one of the NPCs will run up to you. And hopefully they don't get knocked away over and over again. But they'll run up to you very fast. And they'll heal you. And they'll bring you back to life with like half health. But the thing is, is every time they do that, they get weaker. No, uh, no, no, no. They're no. part of their, right? They don't, get, they don't get weaker. They lose, they sacrifice half their health to give to you. Yeah. Yeah. So they sacrifice their health, which means that it's, it could be possible that then they like go you can, on and you die. Can heal, you can heal them, though, and they can heal themselves. You can, yeah. 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 So it's, it's kind of interesting that the game does give you an option to almost have infinite deaths. But the thing is, is at the end of the quest you're not going to have the best rewards yeah, if, if you, you if you went ahead and just did all that. But if you choose sacrifice me, which I never did until you told me about this, <laughs> you say, uh, and, and this works multiplayer as well or with NPCs, and you're like, you know what, sacrifice me. Like you're, You know you're getting close or whatever, and you're the weakest link in the chain, so to say. You can say sacrifice me. They will come up, and they will take your life, and then you will become a ghost, and you're still in the hunt. Yeah. So the, it's its own unique mode where you're walking around with ghost vision for the only time ever in the game you can see the health bar of the no. opponents. You oh, can, yeah, 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 the, the health can. bar, the health bar, yes. You can see the damage of different attacks, so you can start gauging, and you can actually go through and start figuring out the strength of spells. You can then tap on a boss to do a very small uh, debuff. knock to their defense uh, to debuff them, or you can tap on your allies to give them a small buff. And you and can then because you can of, possess your allies as well. Yeah. <laughs> so like as you were saying, like the, it's very much an arena based type of like thing, like stage. It's not very big. So there's different parts of the stage which have energy in them that will either heal you, give you uh, like one time use weapons and stuff like that. And as a spirit, if you go over to let's say like a a buff and you and you absorb it, you can then target your teammate, possess them, and give them the buff. Yeah, um, which is crazy. Or if you grab, you can a also weapon, give them. You can you also can give you them, can go and attack. You can yeah. You can also give them offering renewals, which is like recharging their spells. You can do all kinds of yeah. cool stuff. Even so, you're as still in the game, just in a very yeah. different form, and it's it's really fun. And it's the because thing I love no, about nobody wants to be you know nobody wants like oh the, there's three of us we're all playing together oh but our friend died and we can't save him or we sacrificed him or whatever and now he can't play yeah. anymore it's like no they keep everybody playing in some form which it's is pretty so cool. smart 
And, and and it's like that is one of the really cool aspects of it because like I when I realized that I could ask the NPCs to kill me or even you know if I'm playing with friends and I'm like I would ch constantly check the boss's health because I would actually try to die to get sacrificed because you even get bonus points you get po points for martyr <laughs> like you get martyr points yep. at the end <laughs> so the game wants you to use all of its things and it's not going to punish you or go crazy about it so there's two other major things I think we got to talk about the game system and I, I apologize I'm I'm so energetic about this game that I'm just yapping on <laughs> I'm happy because um, you, you're more than capable of explaining this stuff but I'm just like I'm in love so Keep like, going. I'm just going off so the other two very unique aspects about the gameplay is, and I love this, I really love this feature, is when you're running around in a quest, you can press down on the D-pad and it changes you into a vision mode. And what it does is it basically, it, it goes and there's a filter and it darkens the screen and items and enemies and allies are highlighted in different colors. What it allows you to do is to one, you can find hidden items throughout the stage that just like, they're like little orbs that just kind of like float around and they move all the time. And if you find them, you can, you can, uh, you can obtain them. You can also see all the environment gather points for like weapons or recharging. You could see your allies, which is good. But the cool thing is that you can also get an indicator of where all the breakable parts on a boss is because it'll, it'll have, you can see little dots on breakable points and you can even get a small indication of the remaining health because if the boss is green it means that they're at full health then if they're uh, yellow it means that they're about halfway through if it's orange then it means you know they're on their last 30 percent or whatever and if they're red they're on like the last 15 percent so like you can look at the boss you can just go shoot shoot really fast take a peek and you it's like monster hunter though like once you've broken enough parts you kind of you know, know yeah. okay this boss you just know this boss is dead in three hits like and now hits, and now hits. in like rise you, you even get like the the death marker 100 percent of the time in world yeah. you also got a death marker so yeah you just kind of know but it's kind of neat because in vision mode you can't attack and you can't do anything you are you're literally just sacrificing time so that you can get more information to then uh drive your decisions which is yeah. great so i'll constantly toggle between the two and figure out what i want to do but it's really funny because when you toggle and you see that the boss is red and almost dead it gives you like this rush you're like oh, and then you're like i'm gonna sacrifice myself yeah, martyr time. Kill myself to <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> so that's that's one system and the other one and this is probably the one that is mostly predominant in the marketing here is that so you have uh, a leveling system right so you're you're level zero when you start uh, as you kill you gain magical power which is attack which is red as you save stuff you get defense power which is white and you you certainly go all the way up to level 100 however you split it 50 50 80 20 99 1 whatever you want to do right you can be a very tanky character and do lower damage and rely more on buffs or you can be like a glass cannon. It's it's or you can be balanced. It's totally up to you, and it's very easy to change it. Um, but the thing that you can do is, as you level up in tiers, let's say like level twenty sanctuary, you unlock a new dark right. Level thirty sanctuary, you unlock another dark right, and these dark rights are always on the bottom left of the screen, and you can choose one to equip, and the dark rights um, are basically um, lets you sacrifice a body part 
for a buff that lasts for a predetermined amount of time that you can use. And then after that buff goes away or that special attack goes away, you're then left with an impairment because of the sacrifice you made. Now you can use an in-game currency, almost like Kamara points, to uh, restore yourself after every battle, so it's not a big deal. But like you could rip out your eyeball, yep, and you get these like flying little eyeballs around you for like 20, 30 seconds, and you can turn the bosses to stone, and you can petrify and just do tons of magical damage. It could be just all you need to finish the hunt, or it could just get you you know past you know a hard part. Um, but afterwards. You got like tunnel vision because you only got one eye, so you can't see <laughs> at the corners of your other eyes. And the it's like look, it's like running around with a flashlight because you don't have an eye. You ripped it out. Yeah. Uh, you could rip out your feet, um, and so you could do like these like dive attacks. Uh, but then your your like your speed is like incredibly impaired afterwards. And you, I don't think you can dodge uh, what, after your, you sacrifice your after you sacrifice yeah. your. What's feet. your What's your favorite? I think there's like I want to say there's like nine dark rights that you can unlock in the game, but. What's your favorite so far? It's like the there's the one that I use the most, and the reason I use it the most is because it's the one that I think has the least penalty, which is Inferno. It's the one that you get at the very start. That's the one that I use the most. I love it. Because it's basically your character sacrifices his skin. He burns off his skin, and there's just massive fire damage on everything on the screen, right? So that's pretty cool. And the only uh, downside of that one is that after you do it, you have less, um, I think, elemental defense. That's pretty much it. So you take more elemental yeah, damage. Yeah, because you lost your skin. So so it's <laughs> so it's like it's not really a big negative. It's like if you can dodge most of the attacks anyway, you should be fine. The only thing is like if you're fighting an elemental monster, it's going to suck for you. But I think the most yeah. interesting one, and I haven't done this one in a while, so I don't even remember it that much. I just remember the description of it was uh, Excalibur, which is basically your character rips out its own spine and uses it as a sword. Like, that has to be the one that I'm like, that is hardcore as hell. <laughs> Ripping out it, your spine it, and using it as a sword. I, I was saying, isn't Excalibur the one... I, I don't have it because you unlock it by leveling up your, your, your magic power through sacrificing, and I haven't, I haven't done the full level 99 sacrifice run, which I'm going to be doing over the next day or two. I, I'm saying day or two. I'm probably gonna do it all before I go to bed tonight. I'm <laughs> that obsessed. Damn it. And then I'll be then I'll be back to sanctuary. Um, then, uh, but I think you. I, I I could be wrong, but I think you rip out your spine. You be, become a sword, and then yeah, an NPC. Like the NPC uses you. You don't it, attack. It might it. be that I, you I don't become remember. a sword. Yeah, you become a sword. They grab you and they can just kick major ass with you, <laughs> and that is just hilarious. <laughs> There's a lot there's so like, a lot of things like that in the game. But I would say like so you get this idea that there's a lot of quests, there's a lot of really cool monsters. There's not a lot to have to worry about. It's very arcadey. There's not a lot of exploration. Monsters don't run away from a map. They're there, you fight them, it's over. Um there's collection, there's good grinding. Like the 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 whole level up system is interesting, right? Certain maps are slightly bigger though. It's it's not just yeah. an arena and sometimes monsters will swap between different areas of the map. So it's not a hunt like Monster Hunter, yeah. but it's not just like, oh, here's this enclosed arena and you fight, you know, sometimes monsters will yeah. move away and, and it's you have very to very fast combat. It's much faster than yeah. Monster Hunter. Like there's a there's you, a spell that you can get Sonic for Dash. yeah, the the 
I don't think it's called supersonic dash. It's called something, but it's 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 a feather symbol, and you basically use that. And I can barely control my character when I do that. It's like I'll press dash, like free. It's like whoa, <laughs> your character just like whoo disappears. Well, the cool thing is there's certain parts of monsters that you could only break if you do that dash and then an attack. It does like a special like dive attack. It will uh, hit blitz certain thing parts. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that attack will break certain parts on a monster that you can't normally break. So it's actually really, really good. I'm pretty sure you can um, break most of them with like thrown, right? Because you, you can target directly the thing that you want to break. No? Probably, but just maybe just efficiency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, but the game is very open. Like there's no, it doesn't say like. How about how about if I blow? How about if I blow your mind and tell you about a mechanic that you still haven't talked about, that maybe you haven't even discovered yet. <laughs> I well, should we should we talk about that before we do blank pages or? Yes, yes, we definitely should. Okay, tell me because tell it's me. a combat mechanic. So you you've seen. Oh wait, I'm sure I know about it. I already know what you're gonna say. You do? Before you even say it. Okay, uh -huh. what am I going to say? Spell combinations. No, it's not spell combinations. Oh, you're not talking about spell combinations. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't talked about we that. We haven't even talked about spell combinations. Okay, we can talk about spell combinations. You, you can go ahead. Talk about spell combinations. Okay, this, this is more simple, but like there are this is something that you don't even have to engage in if you don't care about it. Yeah. But there are, there are combinations of spells, like we were alluding to before, that if you use a phoenix feather, you get like... For the next 45 seconds, the duration changes. Um, whenever you hit evade, you do like a really supersonic dash. And then if you press, if you do that while you have a weapon on, you do like a dive attack and it's really good. It's like a combination. There's things like there's like a little like a plant that blows up. And if you cast fire on it, it'll like rain fire from the sky. So there's spells that can combine and synergize to do different things, which just adds tons more layer of things that you can do in the game. There's like my favorite though is there's a monster called the behemoth, but instead of like a behemoth, it's actually a tree and all the apples have like teeth on them. It's really bizarre, but it's got a spell where you summon a tree with apples. And if you pick an apple and then you consume it, it gives you an attack boost of like 50 or something crazy, or you can press a square to throw it at your NPCs and power them up. But you can throw the apple into the tree and fuse it with the other apple and then take that, and it makes you even more stronger. And so when I level that thing up to max, I get three apples. It's plus 200 attack. That's, but that's, that's temporary, I, for, right? For reference, because I have it at black level three, it lasts for 440 seconds. Oh, my God, dude. So imagine that's this, like, in my game, as a Sanctuary player, so I only have a... I, <laughs> I have a hundred five attack. That's it. <laughs> Where Ruri has like four hundred or something. <laughs> Probably like. But when I take my yeah. when I start a quest, I just immediately summon my apples, fuse them, eat them, take the third one. I even leave it there for later, or I throw it on the NPCs to make them stronger. I'm level. I'm three hundred attack with nine hundred and ninety eight defense. Like I'm a tank, and I'm killing stuff. There's some really fun broken stuff you can do. Here's, I think the game was more broken in its vanilla release. You can break the game. The, the balancing was not that well done. So they did a lot of rebalancing. You could still break it, though, which is why the game reminds me so much of Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. Um, just because you get to redo stuff. Um, there's no right answer. You can experiment and have fun. And it's just... It's so just kind of there's, there's another combination. What's this mechanic? 
No, I just wanted to give another combination for people because this is one of my favorite combinations, which is there's a type of spells called terrain spells. And these are actually really good because they'll buff just about everything. So like you'll put a terrain spell down and this is basically an AOE area that'll deal a certain amount of elemental damage. So say you put down a fire one, you'll fire damage in that enclosed area that you put that thing in. Now, the thing is, there's another thing, which is a, a seed that you can put down. And this seed is basically, I think it's called a bomb, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it's called a bomb. And you put the bomb on top of that terrain thing. And because that looks like a seed, it basically grows into a plant that fires by itself like a turret. So that's one of my favorite combinations. Um, And then with that thing, you can also basically like any, if you do a mortar type uh, spell, you can stand on top of the terrain effect and that will buff the mortar. If you do throne spells, it'll buff the throne spells. It's like you can buff all kinds of stuff. So long as you're using the same element, like there's a lot of crazy things that you can do with the terrain extend uh, thing. But the mechanic that I wanted to tell you about is um actually i don't know what the name of the mechanic is but i'm just going to refer to it as element saturation so you know how when you hit a monster with the element that it's weak to it will tell you like um monster weakness achieved or something like that so if you keep hitting the monster with that element repeatedly and i do mean repeatedly because you have to hit it a ton of times say for instance you're hitting it with fire you can get to a point where you achieve something called infernal hell. Have you ever gotten that? I actually don't think I have. I know of the future a little bit, but I've never actually achieved it. Yeah, so basically if you keep pounding the monster with with an element that it's weak to, I think you can also do it with elements that it's not weak to, but it's probably easier if you pound it with the element that it's weak to. And you just repeatedly pound, 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 pound. And eventually you get this, you get like infernal hell achieved. And then... You swap the element to the opposing element and you will get like something called an elemental break or whatever it is, which gives you a bunch of bonus points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's freaking crazy, dude. So it's like uh, each element has an opposite. So I think that um, the opposite of poison is fire. So like you go for poison and you achieve like poisonous hell, whatever it's called. It's probably a different name. And then after that, you throw like one fire spell at it and he takes like a chunk of damage because, you know, first you saturate him with poison. It's almost like you put a bunch of gunpowder on him and then you ignite it. Everything's and you can do the same thing if you do fire and then ice. And I think it was lightning and then earth. And there's a bunch of combos like that. What spell is good for that? Because the the spear does not. I oh yeah, weapons, weapon, weapon type things are not gonna do it. Uh, the the way that I would usually do it is I would have the plant spell that I'm talking about, and I would spam that, and on top of that, I would use mortars, because mortars deal a chunk of damage, chunk of elemental damage, and so it'd be mm. like my builds. If you go and watch the videos of when I was playing back then, my builds would basically be put the flower down, and then just like spam mortars and spam mines, because you were talking about how you put the flower and then you throw the the mind spells and it sucks them up and then starts i would do that one too so i would do everything that would spit stuff at the monster and just like saturate it with as much as i could and then it would trigger and i was like and now break boom it feels so good dude so you, you gotta try it's just that crazy out just how many different ways this is where i i, I feel like it's like dragon's dogma there's so many different ways to approach yeah. the game 
that you're like, I've never tried that. Yeah, because like, you've you're got like... this ultra aggressive, like grim Avalon aggressive style. I've got the sanctuary thing going on where I'm just buffing the living crap out of myself yeah. and spewing my blood because the blood spells never break. You, they're unlimited. You can use them yeah. forever. They're, but they they're use wonderful. your health. Yeah, so you just do, you tank and you regen and you just go, it's yep. really fun. Yeah, that, but, um, but that's but that's, that's the thing, cool. like, because you have 100 hours into the game and you haven't done, you probably have done it, you just haven't even realized it, like getting an infernal hell or something like that. Yeah, but it, I, I used to I used to do that all the time. So like all of my builds would have like one heal and then four spells of one element and then one spell of the opposite element that I only use to break the thing. <laughs> Although nice. it's like, if you're smart, you would just have someone bring in the other spell and you would yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. saturate with the same thing and that would be even Yeah, better. so I was going to say, the good thing is, is that the because you're not going to be playing with other people, and I really want people to know that you can go, if you have a Vita or if you can get one cheaper used, I highly recommend you just go buy this game now while the Vita store is still up. Yep. It's super i've not played online with other people outside that one time for fun the npcs are fantastic like you can you can see what items they have with them so if you wanted to do something like you're talking about you could totally achieve yeah, it you could with the npcs with yeah so i guess the, the other big thing i want to talk about is the, the grind which is how you level up stuff and what you grind for so like when you when you finish a quest you get they call them offerings but it's basically yeah, spells. It's spells um so you get spells. You get two rewards based on your faction. So if you're Sanctuary, it will always give you like either a, like a dash blitz thing, which is like you're invincible and you just fly through the air and you, you just head bash something. Or it gives you a spear, which is like I said, is like a lance. Um, it's a fixed category type that goes well with the playstyle of that faction. So you get a fixed reward. Then you get additional rewards for stuff like you do during the battle, like breaking parts and doing stuff like that and then you've got uh some additional bonuses as well so pretty much what it does is if you, you get a, you get spells and let's say that the boss has two unique spells right so let's say we're going at um it's a good example um cerberus or something right cerberus has like a la like a spear through his body uh and he pulls it out during the hunt and, and attacks you with it and if you, I believe it was Cerberus. Um, and if you kill him enough times, you get, or if you kill him and you break his parts, you can get his spear. Yep. Um, which, as a sanctuary player, it's just, it's, 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 awesome it's, it's a really cool spear. So you get the spear. And then what happens is when you get one item, and let's say you also get like a healing, like two healing items just randomly, right? Uh, for doing the quest rewards. Because uh, they'll tell you what the quest rewards could be when you go into a quest. So what happens is, let's say I have a bronze um, spear, and I, I get a second one, right? I can then, it's always in twos. I can fuse those two together, and it becomes bronze with a single star. And what it does is it increases its power, sometimes it increases duration, sometimes it increases the amount of times you can use the spell before it breaks and goes away, and stuff like that. And when a spell breaks, you can repair it after the quest, so don't worry, yeah. you don't actually lose anything in this game. Um, and so the idea is that, okay, now I need two more because if I can get two more, I can make a second one star one and combine those to make a two star one. Yep. And then I need to get four because if I have four, I can combine those into one star, one star, make them a two star and then combine two two stars to make the final form, which is a triple star. Yep. And you start out in the game and you have the bronze spells. 
Then you've got the silver, silver spells, spells, which is the same the versions, but better. <laughs> the old spells. And then at the very end for the Delta stuff, for the really hard quest, um, they pay out a generic item depending which faction you're on. So if you're Sanctuary, it's it's got its own name. If you're Grim, it's its own name, whatever. And it's a, it's a special item. It almost reminds me of like the Apex system. Like it's a special item you get for doing very difficult quests that you use and you fuse it with a gold spell. And it makes it into a black spell. Um, and what I like about the game is that it's it's balanced in a way that the black spells are like the G rank. They're really powerful. Like stupid powerful. Like the lance, like a gold thunder lance will be like, I don't know. Let, I'm just going to speak out of my, my ass because I can't remember. But let's say it's like 90 attack power, right? Um, and 20 uses. Where the black one will be, be like 160 attack but only seven uses. So they don't make it ultimately hands down the best spell in the game. It generally is, but they are harder to use. They either have weirder durations or they have less. You have to level those things up because they have less uses and stuff like that. So I still take gold triple star spells with me combined with my black spells. And so when I have an enemy down, I'll switch to a black spell and go ham if not, then I'll use my gold one as I try to replenish everything and stuff. So I love the system, and it's just such a drip because they're random. They're RNG. You don't get them all the time. So sometimes, like, I think I had to kill. There's a thing. There's a mon, There's a ghost called Cat Sith. Cat Sith. Um, it's like Kate, a, it, Kate it's, Sith. Yeah, it's it, Kate Sith. I think um, that's so like, it, you, should, you should know Kate Sith. I think that's like some kind of Japanese thing. If, he shows yeah. up on a lot of video games. Final Fantasy VII being the one that comes to mind, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so the so the Sith appears, and it's basically a ghost with the head of a cat. And this thing is hilarious because it has two major moves that it does against you because it's always running around the arena. It's really hard to catch. Um, it's got one attack where it's just doing massive claw swipes at you, which hurt. And it's got another one where it summons like paws out of the ground, and then they swipe at you almost like zombie arms. And you can get both of those as spells as rewards. And I think I had to hunt like, I want to say I had to kill like 13 or 14 of them in order to finally get its, its claws. That's um, but because it was, a, it was a harder quest, it was gold. They don't, the game is smart enough that it doesn't require you to be like, you can't take a bronze and make it silver. You can't take a silver and make it gold. You can't you can only take a gold and make it black. But they don't require you to have like level three. So all I needed was one drop and then I was immediately able to fuse it into make a black spell, and now I've got a triple star Kate Sith claw blood attack. It is amazing. And the the cool, the cool thing about it is like you have generic versions of certain spells, so like you will have generic versions of spears that behave like regular spears, and then you have like the Cerberus spear, which is different yeah, from other versions. spears, and while it might have like a similar element, like you might have a regular thunder spear, because I think the Cerberus spear is thunder. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, thunder, no, actually, yeah, yeah. It, it is thunder, because I think I, I was yeah, confusing yeah, it with thunder. Valkyrie. But anyway, so the, the Cerberus spear is thunder. So there's a regular thunder spear, and then there's the Cerberus spear. And the difference is, with spears, the way that it works is like you can spam the button and you do attacks, or you can do a finishing attack by keeping the button pressed. And the way that it, that it works is like, so... The generic spear has a generic finisher, but then the Cerberus spear will have like a special finisher, which I don't remember what it is, but I remember really liking the Cerberus spear. 
yeah, for whatever reason. The, the finishers do really good damage. So like sometimes I'll just immediately go straight to the finisher. I'll just hold down the button and immediately yeah. just do the finisher and do it like several times in a row. And then I'll just go kill some fodder or restore my magic to, really to fast or, or switch over. Yeah, but like it, you get a good amount. The button in combat comes down to basically press or hold. So it's very, it's not complicated. It's just, it's positioning. It's there's even a spell that lets you uh, summon up a platform from underneath you. It raises you up on like a plateau. You like get raised in the air, and then you can attack high spots and stuff on a monster. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, I'm up against a dragon. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I'm poking at your face now. <laughs> uh, it's fun. <laughs> and there's even combos and I guess that you the, can do with the rising stuff as well, but I don't remember what those were. <laughs> oh man, it's so fun. And then I guess the last system to talk about before we talk about the bosses is I really want to pick your brain and hear what you think about these bosses is I did a video just the other day on this actually. Um the but the game pages. has a an absolute brilliant system. So like if you notice in the game I haven't talked about armor at all, right? Because the game armor is aesthetic it has yeah. nothing to do with your power it's only aesthetic and you can play around with it the only um, you're, the you're, only you're, like um passive bonuses that you get is these um seals that you carve oh, shit. onto your we didn't arm. talk about yeah we didn't talk about sigils shit yeah sigils it's, it's um, basically like yeah, you, yeah, have so a, this... you have an arm that's your spell arm and you just place sigils on it and these are things that you get by like defeating certain monsters and they'll give you different passive effects and they'll buff different things. So I forget because that's like the core. I actually think that that's even more important than the spells. That's actually at the core yeah. right of the game. So like you have, was it one, two, three, four, five? I think it's six. Yeah, five. It's five. Well, the sixth one is is more, is actually, is, is your hand. And that's more for visual appearance. There's a small little bonus. It's, but it's, it's visual it's appearance a and a small bonus, yeah. So it's, but you get like five major slots. And there is... A crap ton of these things so you'll have something like spear sigil one and it'll say increases spear damage by 20 percent or 10 percent or whatever and it says if you are sanctuary you'll get an additional 20 percent or something like that right yeah and you get it and then you see a grayed out version of the level two version of it and then you can look at it and it says okay well to get level two you need to have a gargoyle soul and you need to have a werewolf soul or a werewolf plus. It's like a it's like a high rank material. And so those are the random drops. Because when you kill, let's say, a high ranking monster, you can get like the werewolf plus, the werewolf plus plus, or the very, very rare werewolf plus plus plus. That's like the, the pallium in the game. It's all you need to do is obtain it once. It's not a consumable. And you when you get it, you unlock the ability then to use that next sigil. And then you've got like well, I kind of want spear level three. So then you go and you hunt for those monsters and it becomes an endless loop of you maxing out all these sigils on your arm. And we're talking stuff like there's, it's like an armor, it's like an armor system in Monster Hunter, right? Like there's yeah. like negate poison spells and you can get uh, at attack bonuses and stuff like that. And then you have specific ones that synergize off of each other that when you use them, they give you an additional bonus. So if I have like two spells that give me lance attack power up and then i have one sigil on top of my arm which is a sanctuary sigil which raises my defense they'll synergize and i'll get an additional 80 percent lance damage on top of that so i'll have something like 300 percent damage increase for for lance or spear so i'll have yep. a spear build 
Um, and it's it's such an incredibly addicting system because there's so many. And if the cool thing is when you kill somebody, you get I don't know the English name, but when you save somebody, you get their their I want to say their spirit. And when you there's, sacrifice them, you get their soul. Yeah, there's in in English, it's basically L E and S E is what they call those. And oh, I think huh? that yeah, it's it's like it's the name of the the creature, or whatever, and then S E and L E. Which I'm not sure what they mean, but I'm pretty sure that uh, the LE is like the blue one and the SE is the red one. So it's like if you sacrifice them, yeah, you get the red version. If you save them, you get the blue version. Weird, yeah. Yeah. But what's really funny is like the, the game knows that it's grindy, right? And and I'll say if you watch reviews of the game, um, which are fun to watch, um, they do all, most of them mention the grind, but there's ways to efficiently grind that I don't think a lot of people know. Like, for example, yeah. if you know that you, if you're going to be going after, let's say, the Iron Maiden or something, right? Or let's say the Senator, what you can do is save it one time so you get the spirit, then kill it the next time and you get the soul, and it unlocks a new sigil for your arm called the Senator Killer. And what it does is it decreases the damage you get from the monster and increases the damage that you do to it. And all you need is one soul and spirit from that monster to get it. And there's one for every single monster. And so there's like all these different, there's hundreds and hundreds, well over a thousand probably spells and sigils to collect in the game and level up and you can get better. So I'm still chasing right now after the blood level seven, uh, six and seven. And I need to get like three of this, two of that, two. And I've got a little grocery list, you know, like yeah. how I love my monster hunter, right? <laughs> and they're random drops. And there are ways that you can, it's almost like a meal skill. There's a thing called rumors where you can, it's like a one or two time uh, use thing where you can apply an effect on a hunt. Like you get it. You yeah, know, it's, more it's like it's like food buffs, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Higher drop rates for plus plus instead of pluses and stuff like that. Um, so there's that whole system, right? But the genius thing that they do in this game is the. I mean, I already went over. There's like hundreds of quests that you can do, right? But they have a system called blank pages, and this is genius. So you can spend a currency that you because every time you do a quest in the game you can wipe tears away from the book. Um, and it's like, it's almost like Kimura points, right? You get like a currency that you can use for restoring stuff or changing your levels and unlocking stuff. But it's a blank page where you can use a surplus of spells that you don't need anymore. Maybe you want to give them to the NPCs to raise their level, or maybe you just don't want them anymore because you got better versions. You can use those and give them, you have to give five of them and you get a random page of quests. So you could choose from like easy, normal, or hard, or very hard. Or I think it's normal, hard, very hard. And so let's say we do a normal one, right? So when I choose normal quest, blank page, uh, the book will say, okay, well, give me, it'll auto save your game. It's like, okay, give me, it's like the Elder Melder, right? Like give me five bronze spells. And depending on the ten, the elements of the spells you give, it actually changes the outcomes that it could be. It's actually really nice because if you're aiming for, let's say like a low rank senator, you can do that um, if you know what its element is. Um, but then you give them the five offerings and he spins around really cute and you get an animation, then you get a blank page. And the blank page has four quests that are all blurred out. You can't see them at all. I love this. This is this reminds me of like when we were talking to, maybe it was Josh, and or, uh, um, I can't remember who it was, but it was like the, the psychological element of gambling it's like a lottery card or something <laughs> that you scratch off. So all it does is it tells you on the bottom right, D 
this is the reward you can get. And it's always, it's almost always like some of them are like really useful items, but most of the time it's a visual thing. It's an outfit. It's an accessory for your, for your sorceress or sorcerer. Um, and it's a cool, nice treat that you want. It's a like cosmetic had, like, unlock. Cat ears. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I had cat ears, color A or, or B or something. It was like black cat ears. I'm like, oh, I want the cat ears. Right. <laughs> and it was a normal one. So the thing is they give you, they have three quests on the left and then the fourth one above. And the third one is you have to spend some currency. It's not a big deal. Like, I think they just did it because it's fun. Um, but you spend some currency and use your finger to wipe away the blood. And you can you actually see the name of the quest and the monster before you actually commit to rubbing the whole thing off. You'd be like, oh, no, okay, I don't want that. Um, but you can you basically scratch away and find out, okay, who do I have to kill to get or save to get this cat ears? And so then you reveal the three the three hunts, and they're randomized, right? So sometimes... Like there's some bosses that only ever appeared in high rank that there's a low rank version of them in the blank pages. If you, yeah, I need one quest, of those, which is awesome. And then you get you, so you have these three quests. So you find like when you go to really hard, you get stuff like the final boss of the game pops up, like all sorts of different fun stuff when you choose really difficult quests. Um, and so you get all these things and then you, you do those three, then it unlocks the final quest, which thank goodness is not like harder than the other ones. It's just random as well. And when you complete it, you get the item. And the cool thing is, is that they don't, you don't lose the blank page afterwards. It persists. So if you have friends and if you need to um, farm stuff, yeah, yeah, you can like, I need to farm uh, a high rank werewolf. And this is just a, a, a map I really like. And this is the perfect place for it. So instead, or, you know, you'll keep it and you can use it to farm or you can share it online with your friends so that they can get the item as well. Or you can just get rid of the page and generate a new one. And it's a way to give the game almost like endless amount of content. It's really nice. And it's you can super smart. You can only have three blank pages at any time. So that's why, you know, eventually you will have to sacrifice those pages if you want to get new ones. So it's like, hey, there's this page that's got a monster that I really like. I need to farm it, whatever. You can keep that one. But then, you know, if eventually you want to get more, you might eventually have to sacrifice some of those pages. I don't know if it's paid only, but I paid the money. I actually paid to unlock all what? the other blank pages. What do you mean? There's. I, I don't think you. I think. I think you can do it without paying. I think it's a currency. I think you can use tears to do it, but I just. I said screw it, and I actually there was a DLC item for it, so I just oh, bought it. Oh no! I was so I was so excited because I no it's it's blood, so you can do it without paying, but you can actually unlock more blank page slots. I'm looking now. I have you get three for free. And then you can additionally unlock five more blank pages. Oh, okay. Um, e either through, I think you do it through the tiers. But if you don't want to use the tiers, you could just pay down. Dude, it how many? You, you, you probably have like a million tiers, like prestiging the game three times. And you're like, well, I don't know about these tiers. You kidding me? Like, well, I well, how many tiers do I have? Hang on, let me find out. You probably I don't have, have like that many. Go, go to the book right now. You probably haven't no, like scraped them. You probably I've haven't. Got, I've, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got thirteen thousand tiers. Only you prestige the game yeah, a million times. I, you only have thirteen thousand. Because tiers. I've been, I was using those tiers recently for a bunch of stuff. <laughs> that and I, I do that, and I do a lot of blank page quests. So I use okay. tiers a lot. Okay. But it's a fun, fun system. It uh, is. For coming I, up. And, and but even three thing. would be fine, honestly. I didn't, like, I, I didn't I don't even think you need 
that many. I didn't even do blank pages until I heard you talk about them. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to check out what these are so that I at least know what's going on. Because before that, I, j- I just hadn't done them at all. And then I was like, okay, now I get how these work. Fine. <laughs> I threw it away because I didn't know. But there is actually the possibility of getting a gold-colored quest. It's super rare. Um, and I only got it once. And I didn't realize it was just like a stupid quest. And I was just like, whatever. And I threw it away. But if it's gold lettering, it means that it has a higher chance of like those like metal slimes appearing. They're like slugs in this game, um, but they pretty much work like metal slimes. They're just like huge EXP buffs. Um, oh. But there's a higher chance for them to naturally appear in those maps if it's gold lettered. So it's worth hanging on to. <laughs> but the cool thing is when you sacrifice all your 100 levels to get a mastery sigil, which again, the Ministry of Sigils is, is a plus 110% to whatever weapon it is. And then there's ones for healing and stuff like that. And you can only ever equip one at a time. So it's a way to give yourself like the real specialized build for like some of the harder hunts. Um, when you do that, the game gives you as a gift like two rumors that will give you EXP like XL. Um, so like you can get back up to like level 50 60 within like one or two hunts it's like immediate it's super easy because you have all the good spells you can you can survive so you just go into like a, a you know a level 15 like maximum difficulty collection quest go in there and kill one god if it's a slug i can't imagine but you can just kill a regular enemy and it's like oh suck it up for 1100 exp and bzzing, you're like level 30 <laughs> <laughs> and you're like okay so it's it's the game is very kind when it comes to that. You can actually, I've not, I'm not going to do this. I'm gonna I'm I'll, I'm saying that now, and we'll see where this leads me. But I don't know why you would need to because I've killed the final final boss. Like I've killed the hardest boss in the game apparently, and I know I can handle it just fine. But there's a way if you really just don't have, if you just want to go crazy on the game, you can actually master a mastery item. So let's say I spent a hundred levels to get the Lance Master Sigil, right? Which is 110% damage increase for, for Lances. I'm just going to call it Lance. I'm sorry. It's a spear, but... Sure. Um, if I go and I get another 100 levels and I sacrifice those again for the same Lance one, it adds 5% to it, and you can do that up to 10 times. So you can get it up to plus 200% oh just for the Heart God. Sigil. I don't know why you would need to, but if you really love one playstyle, you just need stuff because you end up earning levels really easily at the end of the game, right? You don't know why. And you so, need like, to. If, I'm gonna do that. If you're just sitting now, if, <laughs> if you're just sitting there at level 100, you may as well sacrifice them for a heart sigil and then just get right back up there. Is how I view it. Um, but it's a cool system. You can only have one at a time, but it's it's a very fun idea. The game is very self-aware about giving people lots of things to do, but uh, I think that covers like the base structure of the game. I know we've been talking about that for a while, but there's yeah, there's that much to do. But this I cannot underscore how amazing. Oh, and the soundtrack. Come the on, soundtrack. This is oh my. So did you know like the main composer for this was the composer of the soundtrack from Chrono Trigger? Like oh, he's I, I super famous composer. It is an amazing sound. Now, this is something that I would compare to Nier. Yes. I think that is a fair one because yes. they have they have vocals in different languages. I don't know if it's French or there may be some German ones as well, but they have some vocal tracks. They're very atmospheric. They really have a lot of emotion. Um, I would call them artistic. Dude, uh, it's... Tone setting, just beautiful soundtrack. 
it, it just highlights how incredibly criminal it is that we haven't seen anything else from this game. It's like, hey, here's here's a sacrifice Delta. We've made like one of the best games ever made, and it's on this dead console. Here you go. And the IP is owned by Sony, which pisses me off because they only care about multi-million selling games right now. If they could just give this IP to somebody else and they can do something with it. Oh my gosh. Oh man. This game I mean it is literally to me, it is as good as Dragon's Dogma is, which is to say it's one of my like, favorite games I've ever played. I feel like I just okay. I'm just spreading Go misery ahead. now at this point. I'm just like, spreading like you, misery I did, to everybody. I, I did a tweet on this the other day, but like you talking about the game got me thinking. Then one of your kind viewers, uh Kedron, I think, uh gifted me gifted the money for the game yes and said no dude dude you have to play it so it guilted me into trying it and i was reluctant because i'm an idiot and then i try it and now i spent 20 dollars to get a new charger for my vita because i wanted the best charger out there i spent 30 dollars for the digital guidebook because i wanted to have the list to read through um i spent the other day 30 dollars for a physical copy of the game just because i love it and i don't want it to disappear one day uh if i if they ever take down the vita store i want the ability to play it so i bought a physical Damn. copy i even is that I, region I, on auction i don't think so no so like I would i be able bought... to play would i be able to play the english version off of one of those copies no no yeah that's the problem is the japanese version only has you can buy as a dlc for two dollars the english voices but you can't get english menus yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. sucks that's, that's so I don't know any of the terminology in English, which is my biggest mistake is I bought it in Japanese. And so like if I do videos on it, no one's going to be able to read it. It's yep. like, damn it. <laughs> um, I ordered the art booklet, booklet that came with the Dude, the art of that of game it. is so good. Good. Dude, and, and, and the worst part, I had, I, listen, I had, the, I had the, the box art for the original one. And in the West, mm. it's different. No. Yes. Yeah, they did they no. butchered it, dude. They butchered it. So like in the West, <sighs> in the West, it's like it's a black background with just like your character, you know, with the the basic thing, just like the basic okay, ass. Listen, it is basic ass western book art. Okay, um, whatever, cover art, just like the most basic ass western ass and and then but listen Listen, listen. They knew what they oh, had. Oh no! What is? What is this? Are they just trying to like make it look like Dark Souls? Yeah, or yeah. Listen, listen. But listen, they knew what they had. So you could pull the cover out, flip it over, and you had the Japanese. And that's like I did that instantly. Like I picked up my box and I, what the hell is this? Flip that around. Perfect. Much better. Yeah, now fixed. Much better. I fixed it. It's like it has beautiful. Oh gorgeous art and they're just like no let's make it the most western ass basic western ass piece of trash and here i mean it's not a piece of trash because your character looks cool right like it still looks like a cool cover the reason i say it's trash because like you compare okay. that to the beautiful art that they had on it and it's trash <laughs> like i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, so when the game came out here, they had a pre-order bonus, which was a 60-page art booklet. Oh, my God. And so I found someone who was selling an unopened version of that, so I, I just bought that last night. Um, $130 for a very high-quality figurine of Red Riding Hood. 
it's she, she looks great. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking for that. I spent two, I was spent two hundred and seventy dollars to buy a Vita TV again, even though I sold mine for peanuts because oh at the time God. they weren't they weren't worth anything. But then they stopped manufacturing it, and people realized there is a massive library of games here. Yes, this is going to be this. This is in high demand, so everyone's now charging like three four hundred for it. It's crazy, but you don't need to play this on the TV. I I actually play it mostly on the Vita itself. Yeah. Um. So I'm fine with that. And I bought an HDMI splitter, like you told me, yeah. that removes the HDCP, which is that's great. illegal. We can't talk about that. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't care. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I've I I've didn't gone... know. Th- I didn't know that's what it does. I just thought it was a splitter. <laughs> no, but listen. It's like I've gone on so many tirades where I said, "Listen, if you're the guy who invented HDCP, I wouldn't piss on your house if it was on fire." Okay. Whoever came up with the concept of HDCP is one of the one of the people I hate the most in the entire world because that is the reason why HDMI is so incredibly uh, unreliable is because HDCP because HDCP screws up the HDMI handshake between different devices and that has been the cause of me having so many problems with creating content. It's actually insane. It's friggin' crazy. So, in my last bid to show you guys just how much wonderful content there is in this game, I actually did count how many offerings there are. So, there are 37 categories of types of spells that you can have. When I say category, I mean something like there's bombs, there's summons, there's spears, there's axes, stuff like that. There's 37 major categories. There's, when you take out all the rarity, there's uh 110 you absolutely unique spells that you can get in the game remember you can have six so the amount of combinations is pretty crazy yeah. and their different rarities all have different purposes again like the blacks are not necessarily the best uh sometimes the gold ones are great bronze and silver though are dispensable later yeah. on you just use them you for uh, blank pages Overall, there's 989 offerings and i'm going to get every single one i'm going to fill out 989 yeah Damn. I'm going to get them all. <laughs> like all a Pokemon them. game. You're getting all the offers. So as, so as far as the sigils that you can get to buff up your arm and all your, your character, like your armor skills, there is, uh, let's see, 156 for the top part of the arm, plus 99, 35, 82. So there's 372 different uh, armor skills that you can have. And then they have... There's wait 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 wait. Uh, is that different armor skills? Eight, is that the, or is uh, it like spear one, spear two, spear six? No, yeah, I, I didn't count unique ones. I'm sure the unique ones is less than that. Okay. Um, there's 38 different heart skills, which are the ones that you sacrifice 100 levels to get, and those can all be leveled up 10 times as well. Jesus. Um. In the game, when you meet a boss and you kill it and he becomes an NPC at the end and begs for his life and you choose whether to kill or save him. If you save him, he becomes an NPC that you can then put on your team. Yes. Um, which is hilarious. And then you can level up those NPCs and they get better spells and they all become very usable and very good. Cause some of the, it's some to of give the you, NPCs it's to give are you variety really because good. Not everybody wants to have like the main characters follow them around. Right. They're uh, Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I actually like this person who looks like he's crazy and they have like, 
different voices and stuff as well so like they'll say different things with different enunciations like i said there's some of them will just flat out sound like let's go kill them and then there's and the more, let's those go voices kill them. Oh, yes. are <laughs> and most of those voices are obtainable as bonuses in blank pages you can earn those voices because the voices are very small they're not talking all the time yeah so they're limited in scope in the fact that they're they will allow you to earn those voices for your character <laughs> so that you can customize them later and you can become like the sister or brother of like this guy it's hilarious there's 120 npcs in this game that you yeah. can earn which you um, can kill is, or which, save or save which is just fun uh, so yeah there's there's a lot of stuff to this game and there's i counted 61 monsters large monsters I feel like There's, that's course, I feel like that's um, I feel like that's short. Are you sure that's all of them? I feel like there's more. I think, I think so. Because um, they split them up by different uh, themes, right? There's Arrogance, which is the Hydra, Valkyrie, Troll, Balzabub, and the Musicians oh, of Oh, right, Roman. right, right. You're going, you're going for those. Then yeah. if you go just for those, I don't think they have like the crossover monsters. Oh, no, I included these ones as well. So, like, Jealousy is Cyclops, Leviathan, Cinderella, and Succubus. It's so funny saying Cinderella. I guess... like, your guess, idea of what Cinderella is oh, is so yes. different from what she... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, let me God. tell, let me tell you about like a, She's Snow like a White. millipede or something. Let me tell you about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, oh, dude. And you, you, know that, you know that there's a spell to summon the Seven Dwarves. I've, I've made yeah. a build around that. It's hilarious yeah. because you can summon well, the them a is, bunch the of times. NPC... <laughs> the NPC that's Snow White, if you save that sorceress and bring her on as an NPC, she has that spell and she'll do it. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Desire, we got Griffin. It's just so funny because when I say these names, people will get an idea in their head of what it might it, it has look like. It has nothing to do with Nothing. You. Yeah. So, like, troll. I think, was it like... um. We'll give some examples later. There's slimes, Pegasus, Wyverns, Oribos, Leprechaun, Chimera, Gigas. For Fury, there's the Kraken, Cerberus, Minotaur, Basilisk, Snow White, the Pied Piper. For I need a low-ranked Pied Piper. <laughs> so, so Lust, there's the Elven Queen, Siren, Iron Maiden, Dullahan, Incubus, the Naked Emperor, Frog Prince, Tortoise and the Hare. And when I say Tortoise and the Hare, it's like S&M. Like, it's a guy on a weird mechanical frog with a bondage tongue of a lady sticked out with a gag, like, apple in her mouth. And there's an opposite version of it where the woman is the writer and the guy is the slave. It's really oh. dark. It's some crazy stuff. <laughs> it is. Uh, for Sloth, there's Gargoyle, the Centaur, and Kate Sith. Hunger is the Harpies, Behemoth, Ogre, Dwarves, Hansel and Gretel. Which are just grotesque as hell. Oh, uh, yeah. The three little pigs. Three, three little pigs, pigs is, is literally so like. Good. I like the story behind the three little pigs. It's actually really. Yep. Uh, it's it's an interesting story. All the of greed, those You got the jack. Yeah, the jack lantern, phoenix, unicorn, Jack Frost, wraith, lizardman, Bahamut, Red Riding Hood, Alice. Uh, then for other ones, there was like werewolf, Odin, Ilisebra is her English name. We call her Morgan Lafay. Morgan Lafay is her name in Japanese, but in English she's called Ilisebra. She's an yeah. NPC. Uh, Terwin, uh, dragons, uh, Romulus, um, 
I won't talk about the last bosses. For DLC, I, I said there's Marduk, uh, Dionea, and the, the Chthonian Fiend and Abyssal Fiend. But yeah, there's just there's so much to do in this game. It's crazy. The names are so different, though. Like, the NPC names are really weird. Like, I wrote down three of them. Like, Merlin in Japanese. For English, it's Mag- Magusar. Magusar. Magusar, okay. Magusar. Then there's Morgan Le Fay, which is Illicebra in English. Illicebra. Then there's uh, Nimue, uh, which is Sortiara. Sortiara? Yeah, is Nimue in in Japanese. Oh my god, I dude! Have, all of all have, you know, you know that literally all of those names in Japanese are basically from you know the King Arthur, like Nimue, Merlin, yeah. all of these things. They're from King Arthur tales. Like, why not just literally translate them over? It's so dumb. But like you're talking, about, like you have, you got to put a link or or people just just search Google, just put in like. Rurikan, Soul Sacrifice, Snow White. On, on YouTube, you can um, just type Rurikan. Like you, you, yeah. have, you have a fun series where you invited some other creators as well, and you guys voiced out and and, and, and read out the... Because the, the stories as you go through the game, right? Like the, the different NPC character stories and the main story are all fully voiced, which is great. But this but, game also has a lot of really good reading. Yeah. There's an encyclopedia of like spells, monsters, world building, like... They should just publish a book. I would buy it. It's really interesting stuff. But they have like nine. You want to you want pages. Librum, but like a physical version of Librum. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. You know, Yuna loves coming up to me when I'm on the menu when I'm talking to the book, and she just taps the the behind on my Vita because it knocks him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, stop knocking him over because she likes to hear him yell at me in Japanese. He's and really then he's funny. mad. Stop doing that. Stop it. I can't breathe when you put me down like that. You know, <laughs> it's like, um, but uh, yeah, you had a series where you narrated that was, um, the stories. That was a Those very short really series. Fun. I think I only did like three or four of them because it was very you did hard. Snow White and that was a, yeah, it was very hard to convince other creators to like, Hey, I need yeah. you to just read these Super pages. Super ass game. <laughs> and they'd be like, why would I want to do that? And I was like, because it'll be cool. <laughs> I like, almost want to take up, I almost want to pick up the torch where you left off, but I just, I don't have the English of, for all the stories. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> I, I think well, that there well, was actually days. someone who was in my discord like a couple of years ago and they said that they were like they were doing something where they were going to print Librom so they 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 asked me for a couple of pages i don't know why they were they were missing like a couple of specific pages and i remember taking the screenshots and giving them to them but they had a plan where they were going to just like basically print Librom and i was like hey man good luck <laughs> yeah you can't sell it it's illegal but you can certainly make it yeah but um, no, but the, it's just, I love the stories behind the monsters. So what yep. me and Yuna are doing is we're reading one of them a night. Um, so we, oh, we that's, read Snow White That's the other. good bed, bedtime reading for sure. Like, it is. Especially for Yuna, I'm, I'm, the 12-year-old, dude. What the hell? I'm such a model father. She was, walking, yeah. she was watching Walking Dead at three. She knows how to headshot zombies at four. She's watched me, uh, Freddy Krueger at five, and let me just I'm reading read you her this terrible, stories. grotesque story over here, and let's just do this before bed. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, so I was reading her Snow White the other day. She really liked that one. 
because I, I, I don't Snow remember White. most of them, but yeah, I mean, oh, I, man, I, I, Snow, I remember the poor girl. I remember Pied Piper because um, when I was I was streaming this on Twitch not so long ago because I was testing out the streaming setup, and I was like, this is just to give you guys an idea of what it's like, and I read Pied Piper. And it's like, people are like, what? Just Whoa. Like, yeah, there's Dark. one of those for every single monster in the game. <laughs> yeah, because like Snow White in the game, when you see her, she's basically a walking mirror. She's yep. got a big mirror. She's got no eyeballs. She's screaming. Like, her scream is just really blood curling. Like, it's really... Like, I feel really bad for the character. She's like, ah, throughout the entire battle, screaming and running around. And, and underneath cool- her is like the, the, is like the seven dwarves with mirrors. And they're like, they're like moving her around and sometimes they scatter. And the cool thing about but, that um, character too, is like, if you shoot her with spells from the front, they'll bounce back at you. If I remember correctly, so like, yeah, cause yeah. it's a mirror and it bounces and then, back. <laughs> then when you get, when you, when you get to the second half of the battle, you can actually see the queen's reflection in the mirror. And it's just this really mean old woman. Um, but it's like a really sad story where like the queen was like keeping her, looked at her daughter like a tool, right? She was going to kill her um, because she wanted to be the most beautiful person in the land. But the thing is, is that um, the reflection that she saw in her daughter's eyes of herself was so appeasing to her that she didn't want to kill her so she pretty much locked her in a room and kept her as a slave and uh you know she just wanted to be a good daughter and so she didn't realize at the time but she was projecting the image of how she knew her mother wanted to be seen in her eyes so she probably had some weird magical ability um and so she kept her around as as basically her hand mirror and then uh the problem is is that she became a mirror she was or yeah so the queen cast black magic on her to make to turn her into a mirror so that she can look at her and see her own beauty the daughter doesn't even know that she's been transformed into a mirror so for years she's locked in the basement comes up and you know and shows her mother what she wants to see pretty much without knowing it and then one day she gets um i think i, I can't remember what happened but she sees uh she wanted to see, she couldn't see herself um so she sacrificed, she only had one more eye, I think. So the chalice came to her, like the devil, you know, like, yep. hey, tell me what you desire. And says, hey, if you give me something of equal value, I'll show you, you know, like I'll let you see again or something. And so she sacrificed her last eye to get a glimpse. And then she saw that she had become a monster. And it was just, it's yeah. just a tragic tale. It's, 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 it's really all, sad. All of, them, all of them are kind of like All of them. them. The one that wasn't sad though was Kate Kate Sith. Actually, was actually kind of a, a cute story. It was about a prince who didn't want to become a king, and he envied uh, his. Oh, it is kind of sad actually. He was visited by an alley cat, and he fell in love with the alley cat. It was like his best friend. And as a prince, you don't have friends, right? You don't get to meet people. So like, he envied the cat, and he loved the cat because of how free it was to come and go as it pleased. And so the night after his father died and they were going to crown him king and he didn't want that he wanted his freedom the chalice appears to him and asks him if he wants his freedom he can have it if he sacrifices his best friend the cat and he sacrificed and so he sacrificed he sacrifices his cat to get his freedom what he doesn't realize is that he got turned into a cat <laughs> um and he was turned into a cat ghost and 
you know, never seen again, right? So it's like, it reminds me of those like 80, 90s horror movies, like be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. There's there's but, tons and tons and tons of that. It's so good. Like that, You get like, what is it, like Pegasus is like a flying pig? It's like, like, the, like every, they, they turn everything on their head. So like everything you think you know about these characters, you don't know that. The, they're, they're very the, the thing about the, the Pied Piper, for instance, was how he, he was basically like this kid who was bullied and whatnot, and rats were his only friend. And then eventually uh, one of the other kids from the village disappeared. And so everybody thought that he had done it. And so they kill all of his rat friends. He's like, no, all of my friends. Yeah. And so he then, uh, the child, he, at the end of the day, the guy still didn't want revenge on anyone, despite the fact that they killed all of his friends because they thought he kidnapped this kid. And so what he wanted was the power to be able to find the kid. And so the chalice gave him, do you want to go, do you want the power to find this kid? And he said, yes, transform me into a rat so that I can go find... He actually asked the chalice to become, like, Rat Man so that he could go find this kid. And then he goes and he finds the kid. And then it turns out that the kid had actually done something terrible. Like, I think one other kid killed him. And so he knew that this other kid was going to be blamed and bullied for the rest of his life. So he screamed to everyone that he was the one who actually did it. And he took the blame... For this other kid, so that this other kid wouldn't suffer. So, like, he sacrifices everything to save a kid. Turns out that kid was killed by another one. Then he sacrifices everything again to save the other kid. And then you, as a sorcerer, when you kill it because it's gone mad, has to decide as it begs for its life: Do I sacrifice him or do I put him out of his misery? Yep, I leave it. Not, up an, easy, not an easy choice. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's not my yeah. fault. It's like, hey, what happens happens. <laughs> <laughs> The way I look at it is if you go onto an airplane and they say chicken or fish and you say either is okay. No. You decide. No, no, no. It's not saying that I didn't choose them. It's saying I choose both and then you decide which one of those two I'm going to get. But I give – it's like voting, right? It's like I'm not, I, I don't I'm not eating – no, listen. On the plane, eh. I'm not eating fish on a plane, dude. That That's that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, <laughs> fish on the that, plane. That, that no. is – that's, that's pretty gonna. sus. That's not going to work out. I'll take the chicken. <laughs> but yeah. But I am I am absolutely enthralled with this game. At, I adore At the it. end of the day. I would go as far as say that it's worth buying a Vita if you can get it cheap just for this game. And if you have a Vita just lying in dust like I did. I had my Vita for years in my shelf doing nothing. Because I bought it when I was waiting for like Monster Hunter 4 or something. And I bought it so I can go play Monster Hunter Portable 3rd because it was available in Vita. And you had like two analog sticks and I never touched it again because Sony didn't care about the system and there were you know it became a visual there novel are, system here there are so many and I, be, I, I was just I was just falling in love with Monster Hunter during yeah, this time yeah. so it was the worst period so I don't think I would have appreciated it back then anyways if I played it when it came out so I'm happy that I found it now but even seven and a half years later it ages well it's such it's, a good game it's great a fantastic concept. game and the worst part about it is that you know, there's going to be people that hopefully through seeing this podcast, because like we've we've already seen from our interactions on Twitter, there's been at least, I think, two or three people that I've seen like, oh, I, I picked it up. You know, I picked up the game. You guys were talking so much about it. And it's like, 
I'm happy that people are discovering it because at the end of the day, that's always been what it's been about for me. It's like, hey, I want to bring people into Dark Souls. They can check this out because this is really cool. And a lot of them are going like, you don't understand this game is so hard. And it's like, no, it's not. It's fine. You, you'll be fine. Yeah. And so well, this, it, this game brings me joy and I, I want to spread that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That That's the that's always the thing for me. So I'm happy more people are checking it out. But it's still extremely bittersweet because you know yeah because cons- it's not cons- going to get a re-release because it's, it's, Sony just it's never going to happen care about it it's like it's never going to happen it's it's very sad but it's like there's this genius ip that like if you really think about it 90 percent of the gaming community has no idea what soul sacrifice None. is and it's Let so alone even delta and yeah and it's so incredibly sad because it's got so much content it's a brilliant game and nothing, nothing's ever going to happen from this. And and it's almost like every time there's even a, a little nugget, it's almost like a torture. Because I think at one point, like they on the official Soul Sacrifice channel on YouTube, whatever, they released uh, or they made public like a, a little anime thing from Soul Sacrifice. Yeah. And it's like, I was like, <gasps> I make a video like, you're gonna, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. We're gonna. Get it, we're gonna and there's nothing. Yeah. It's like random. Like, why would you even do that? Don't even talk about it. Then, Jesus, you just like randomly release a goddamn anime for no reason. Like, no, don't do that. It's so painful. What kills me? What kills me is that Sony was already thinking and wanting to shut down the Vita store, right? And they didn't release Soul Sacrifice Delta physically in the West. They did in Hong Kong, though. There was an English version. So you might actually be able to pick up a physical version of the English uh, from Hong Kong, I believe I read online, hmm. that they had an English version. Um, but the thing is, like, once they kill that, this game it's is gone. absolutely dead. It's gone yeah. forever. Yeah. And that's wrong because this game is so good. And it's just like, oh. And then they'll it's like... so frustrating because... And then if there's like a... Dragon's a Dogma I love as it. well, but at least... If there's like a ROM of it or something, Sony will probably be like, well, no, guys got to shut that down. It's like, come on, dude. Game preservation is something it's, that is not taken remotely as seriously as it should. I agree. Um, there's just, oh, man. And then I'm just, I was just looking at the Delta website because I was going to do a video, then I realized it's pointless because no one ever played Soul Sacrifice. So they don't know the difference. Yeah. But I was just like looking at the Japanese website and they're listing out the changes from Soul Sacrifice 1 to Delta. And it's like, this is not just a G-Rank release. This is a remake. Like the amount of things that they added is just, you can tell they really went into player feedback and they're like, okay, let's, let's, we get a second chance at this. Let's make it even better and let's add in tons of stuff. And I just, it's just a huge list of over a hundred different changes. You can, but, uh, you can basically feel the passion on it. it it's insane. And apparently NPCs only had three offerings, not six back in the original. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> now they have six. So like they're real, they really do act like other players now. Not they all, really not do. only they only had three, but they were pretty useless. And in the original, oh, the really? NPCs yeah, were not good. <laughs> Yeah, because now you can, as you level up your trust with them, they get they go all the way up to gold, yeah, gold rarity spells. And and the original, uh, I don't know if they even leveled up that much. I I don't I don't even remember if there was a level up system in the original. What I remember, yeah, you could of the you original give was, them offerings apparently. Yeah, I, what I remember from the original was like uh, I played with them for a little bit, and then when you got to like the harder quests, they would just die. 
You just go up into a quest yeah, and it's like slap dead. <laughs> apparently, I guess in the original. Um, so I want actually, you know, I have a list here. I want to ask you about this and see if you remember them, because I'm looking at things that the original did that seemed like they were a little miss and they fixed it in Delta. And I'm hoping that this segment will one give me some interesting insight into your first playthrough of the game. And second, convince anybody who's played the first game or dibbled in it a little bit and it's like, eh, it wasn't for me. Maybe they were like, okay, if they fix that, I think maybe I can get into it. I'll try Delta. So they said, one, uh, overall, they, they improved the graphics engine. I don't know how different that is. Uh, I think not, that's questionable. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a Vita game. Like, even if there's that many yeah. differences, I could barely tell. I mean, I think yeah. one of the things that I did notice was performance was better. Performance was definitely okay. Yeah, so the uh, improved animations for player characters, uh, everything happens so fast, maybe you didn't realize. Yeah. Um, the ability to remap buttons is apparently there and it wasn't there before. I use the default ones, uh, they're fine. So Yeah, I, I like the default. So I didn't realize this because I use this a lot, but apparently the in-game encyclopedia of all the spells has a reverse lookup function, right? Like if I say, okay, I need this healing item i can press it and it will give me a list of all four all the four quests, quests that have yes. it and then i could just jump into the quest apparently that was not in the original game um i want to say it was i want to say there was, was something this was, these were all listed on the official website so i'm assuming i want to say that there was something that let you know where well, maybe didn't let you jump into it it, it might have not let you jump into it, but it would tell you, like, hey, you can get this spell over here. I think that was a thing. Because mm. I, I, I remember criticizing my friend that was trying to get me into Monster Hunter, and I remember that was one of the criticisms that I had for Monster Hunter. I was like, dude, I have to, like, go to, like, an external website to figure out where things drop. Like, see, why don't they do, like, Soul Sacrifice where everything's in this book? It's way uh, better. That, that's probably where they got the idea, too. <laughs> true so i again i can't imagine playing the original there was no grim no sanctuary no grim. was by default harder because you, you couldn't restore have... your offerings yep so i mean that, that no, feels you could, like a huge could, structural change to i game. mean why couldn't you you could and then you deal you restore them through, no, no, through no. sacrifice and then you de-level Oh yeah, but you still had a sacrifice in order to restore. Yeah, your spell. yeah, yeah. But but then you would D level, and then you'd keep leveling up. It'd be fine. It's just you feel dirty. You're like, oh no, I'm sacrificing something. Ah, uh, come on. <laughs> you'd sacrifice, and then you'd D level. Then you'd D level the red to keep raising blue. It'd be fine. Like I'm sacrificing stuff now, and I think it's okay because I'm doing it for completion reasons. Yeah. But my original playthrough, I think I had like two kills. That was it. <laughs> Like I'm looking at my kill count right now, I've got 1,628 saves, and only 163 kills. Mm. So yeah, it's 10 to one for me. <laughs> but that'll go up as I as I collect all the other spells. So obviously you're a big fan of Grim, right? Yes. What are so like Sanctuary has like the 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 Blitz ones where you you like you like fly into an enemy and you hit them. And it also has the spears, and it also has the blood spells, where you use your blood to either spray, like it's like a like a like a blaster, or you use it to have like claws or a sword, and it's just unlimited. But you lose health as you use it. What are the three like major 
archetypes of Grimm. It's like, I don't know the, I don't know all of the spells by head. I'll tell you the things that I liked about the faction. So with Grimm is, you know how I told you that I liked that thing where I would do the infernal hell or whatever. It's like Grimm yeah. has stuff that improves the potency of like the elemental stat. Basically, it increases my chances of proccing that. So like if you could mm. get burn amp, or you could get freeze amp good at exploiting, or poison amp. exploiting weaknesses. Though. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. The other thing that they have is weapons. They're they're very good at weapons, and uh, they also have throne and summons. Summons, okay. So yeah, the so summons like, are interesting because I love summons, like they have the, the summons. Though it's not like damage. Their specific thing about summons is extending how long summons stay. Uh, at least that's what I yeah, can remember two, from Grim. Yeah, there's two types of summons, and I haven't done the other one um, yet. I'm, I want to try it out later today. But one is like there's like the golems, and it's funny because they have physics. So like if you can get a boss into a corner, yeah, they're like because they're, they're, they're really aggressive. And then you then you summon a huge fire golem in front of them. They can't escape, and the and the <laughs> golem is just pounding them to death. It's hilarious. Um. Yeah, and the other one is apparently you you have to have your other teammates. They'll rush to you and help you, and the three of you will all yeah. conjure it together. A, a big and uh, golem. I don't know how that will work with the NPCs. It. I don't know if they're very cooperative they always, with that stuff. I, I imagine they come straight to your aid because whenever I do anything, they come straight away to me. Like It's priority number one. I don't know. But uh, with they're uh, more loyal than humans would be. <laughs> Where it'd be like, I ain't going over there. I'm over here. I'm breaking something. Screw with, you, man. Um, with Avalon, I remember that one of their things was explosives, which is one mm. of the reasons why I also really like Avalon. Right? Uh, it's explosives. Then they're good with uh, the fist weapons. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the fist. The and I forget what and, and damage. Like one of their things, is just damage. They're just like, here's damage, yeah. more damage to everything. <laughs> They're the, yeah. They have that. So like, for instance, Grim will have something where it'd be like uh, plus 300 health. And if you're Grim, plus 150 more or something like that. Uh, with Avalon, it'd be like plus 20% damage. And if you're Avalon, yeah. plus 10. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, here's more damage. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm really interested now is that I just discovered two days ago that there is a new line of sigils for sanctuary called the fake sanctuary sigils so you have like the regular sanctuary which is the top one which is like insane defense increase yeah we're talking like plus 40 plus 80 plus 60 plus 70 i think i have almost a thousand defense right now where i think your character had like a hundred i was like it's it's not crazy different it's a lot i could just sit there and like eat a sandwich and not die um but then on that same tier, I got a level one. I have to assume there's a level two and three and four, five, six, seven. And it's called the fake sanctuary. And, and so it's apparently like someone posing as a sanctuary. But so it counts as a sanctuary sigil. But instead of increasing your attack, uh, defense, it increases your attack. Cheating. I'm like, ooh. That's cheating. I can be like a. No, you can't do that. It's fake. Nice. It's fake. <laughs> you can't do it. You're supposed to be the true sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember still like um one of the things that we haven't even talked about because it's probably not active anymore that much anyway was how back in the day like every time that you would do a quest you would earn a certain amount yep. of points 
And then you would yeah. go online and you would have those points contribute towards your faction and it would like show up with tendrils which one was the most dominating faction and whatnot. And that would give you like buffs and stuff as well and you'd get titles and Yeah, they, this, they still have it. And uh, I still contribute towards Sanctuary and I got some buffs, I got some extra titles and, and stuff for my characters. So that was nice. But I have... Um, we are... We are number two. Uh, we are not number so one. Avalon is in is in the dirt over there. Let me let me find out. Hang on a second. Let me because um, check it out. I I think I have a title that you could only get uh, on Grim if you're able if you contribute like a certain amount of points or whatever. I have a word seeker, yeah. whatever it is. I think that was a pretty beastly how much, title. How much? How much do you think you contributed? So I, I got, I got my high my high level rank for sanctuary title I got for contributing four thousand points. Uh I think I'm pretty close to that. Like you, you're kind of making me want to go and check, but that would involve a lot of <laughs> that would involve a lot of me just like getting up and taking apart HMIs yeah. and whatnot. We're not doing that during the podcast. <laughs> no. No. I'm trying to figure out where that was. Oh, it was in the shop page that you go and you check. Yep. Yeah, I don't know how the Western version works, but this this the game when you buy it now still comes with the online play ticket included already. Yeah. Um. So I thing. I don't have PlayStation Plus or anything, so I could still get the internet functions here, and I'm fine. Yeah, you don't need PlayStation is, Plus for Vita. That that's probably why they're trying funny, to though. close I, down that store. They're like, no, you guys aren't paying PlayStation Plus. Screw that. <laughs> Using our servers yeah, for funny, free. <laughs> I did quick play and I realized I was able to get into a room. And that's when I realized there are still just a few, very few people that are very high level who are still just playing this game and loving it, which yeah. I think is great. Because the game is just that um, good. That's the thing. It's just a, a okay, damn so shame. How bad are we getting our asses kicked? I think Grim was just wiping the floor with everybody. The the thing uh, is that last... if if you think about it, Grim is also from a, an efficiency perspective, it's probably a really good choice because you get a good balance of defense and offense, and yeah. you don't even have to pick because like you know if you go full Avalon, you're gonna have no defense. You're like full glass cannon. If you want to get like the maximum dark arm, and if you want to get the maximum yeah. light arm, you're gonna have like almost no offense, and you have to offset that by using those. Apple things that you're doing. Whereas with Grim, it's like, hey, I'm half and half and I have access to everything. <laughs> wow. So th this week, because it's weekly um, and you can get some rewards and stuff like that just from participating uh, by just submitting your numbers, so to say. Yeah. So right now, Avalon has the lead for this week. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. When there's and not Sanctuary that many people, is not. There's not that many people. Uh, when there's not that like many people contributing, guy. it's it's it might just be one guy just like grinding the points, going the crazy. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna dominate this week. <laughs> You'll see. Yeah. So apparently, the original game did not give you generic rewards that were specific to your faction, which I find really bizarre. Generic but they rewards do, that obviously were specific. In Delta. What do you mean generic rewards? Like, for example, no matter what quest I do, it could be the most easiest quest in the world, like a treasure hunt quest or something stupid, I will always get a reward of that rank. For example, a spear. I will get a random ice spear, a thunder spear, something that has oh, yeah, to do with sanctuary. It was completely random. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was I didn't even know that changed. I thought it w that was still the case. No, no. It's, it's, it's very specific because if you want to just triple star your stuff, 
just go grab a blank page, generate a, or get far enough in the game to generate a, uh, not a red star, but like a high rank, like a level eight or something, eight, eight or nine, uh, treasure hunt. Cause the treasure hunt, all you do is just use the vision and you look for the little yeah. orbs and you pick them up. You don't have to fight anything. Just quick complete that and boom, you'll get gold, whatever it is for your faction over and over again. You can easily triple star them just one hour of playing. Uh, apparently they redid the complete, they completely redid the trophy system. So trophies never didn't carry over and everyone started over. Yeah. Obviously the endless dungeon Alice was added. They added new moves for existing monsters. They added in a bunch of new monsters. Uh, apparently cursed parts were not a thing in the first game. So there's like breakable cursed parts in this game where there were, and there were also breakable parts in the first game. Yeah, breakable parts, but there's also cursed parts as well. The, I mean, they the breakable overlap, parts sometimes they don't. Really, I yeah, always heard they don't cursed overlap. parts. Hmm. I think yeah, so. There the main thing is you you want to break game. all the cursed parts is the big reward. Yeah, but the breaking parts is more about getting more rewards. Hmm. I could swear uh, that I remember counters, the message cursed. I still have not been able to do a counter to a boss. Have you? Yes. Boss counters is like. You're doing if you're able to interrupt like a boss attack with a strong enough spell. Yeah. The reason I've done them probably more than you is because you're doing spears and I was doing like mortars and flowers yeah, shooting yeah. projectiles and yeah. Yeah, so apparently it seems like there was scaling for difficulty back in the day where you can play as one player and it'd be easier than with three players. And they fixed that so that it's always balanced to three now because I think they just did an overhaul on the NPC system overall. To make and just say, look, you're always going to be it, three people. They're going to be good. It's probably because I was not aware that there was a scaling system. So I would just bring in the NPCs and they were useless. So I assume if a lot of players were doing what I was doing, you know, it would actually make the game a lot harder for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And now they're not useless. They're great. I love the NPCs. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't know if you've gotten this far, but there's, there's actually like a like a frenzy system in the game as well. There's there's the violent versions of monsters no. that you can randomly get a violent version and they're like really hard. They're like super aggressive. They're really fun. I don't remember getting that. Obviously lots of new types of spells, better hit detection, yeah. you know, basic stuff you would expect. New combinations... Uh, I don't remember the flower. Stuff. The flower that I said being in the other one, the uh, the little yeah. They added in a bunch of types. Thing. Also, like not every spell had like hold down the button to do something different. So they add they made that more of a universal mechanic. Apparently, um, it sounds like you weren't able to sacrifice your legs. It looks like that black right was new. Yeah, there's a there because that's a grim black rite. So each of the black rites is like uh, associated with one of the houses, I think, and the legs yeah. one is grim. Interesting. So the yeah, quest structure, as you know from my late night phone call to you, they changed it completely. They changed so like that, all the yeah. Wikipedia's, they're like, go do this quest. I'm like, I don't worthless. have this quest. <laughs> yeah, those are worthless. Worthless. Uh, obviously they added in more stories. So there's like the alternate ending, there's the true ending and all that kind of stuff. And I will say, I won't say what the ending is. But the ending was super satisfying. Very I, good. Be I believe, um, you. 
They added in what I call the G rank, which is the Delta. It's difficulty level stars 11 through 15, which are very rewarding and very fun. Um, I guess not every boss had two unique offerings, like two things that you can get from them. Some of them I only had one. So some of them, so some of them had none. Two. Some of them didn't wow. have like specific rewards that they would give you. Just now they all do, yeah, which is good. Uh, blank page is new. Rumor system apparently was new. That wasn't in the first one either. No, the the whole like, the whole shop was not. You know that thing where you have the NPCs. That was not yeah, the yeah. first one at all. Damn. Uh, I guess be, the ability to redo paths in the main story, like if you killed somebody and it went down one way, and if you save them, it was a slightly different story. Apparently, you weren't able to redo them in the first game, but you can in Delta. Yeah, that might have been a thing wow. for sure. Yeah. Uh, Grim, yeah, weather effects and environmental destruction is all new. I love some of the ones where, like, you have this big-ass slime, gluttonous thing trying to eat everything, and it's like, the floor breaks and everyone falls down. <laughs> there, there's really some fun. there's some really good ones like that, um, where the arena kind of, like, changes. There's also the one where in that arena where you first meet Alice, I think that's the first time. Yeah. No, not Alice. Um, Snow White. The head's there's like heads in that arena and they fall over when, when yeah, you trigger uh, the, the arena thing. Yeah. There's a lot of arenas that have variations like that, which is pretty cool. So this is what I want to ask you about. Cause this, this, this read really weird to me, but apparently in the first game, top and bottom parts of outfits were not separate. You, it was like all or none, but in this, in this game, you can mix and match them now, like the yes. top of one outfit with the bottom of another that, because some of them are really cool looking. So that kills me to hear that, you weren't able to do that before. Nope. It was just like full on combination. I think you could still turn off the headpiece. I'm not sure. I think you could uh, still turn off the headpiece, but you know, bottom and yeah, it was one thing. I don't know why they had to mention that they improved the female avatar design. Did she, did the, did the female characters look like males or something in the original game? They make them more saucy or something. I don't know, but they, they actually listed that on the website. <laughs> improved female a, avatar. <laughs> Yeah, improved female avatar. I mean, it, it's like the the characters are not even that sexualized to begin with. No, they're not. So they're, it's 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 very Lovecraftian. Maybe dark, they gave maybe they gave feel. them uh, a little bit, a couple of more curves, and maybe they were like too stiff in the first one. I don't know. <laughs> they made them curvier. Uh, Added curves to yeah. female. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe their bus size increased. I don't know. Probably. That not uh, surprised me. Yeah. But yeah, you're right though. They're not they're not sexualized at all really yeah. in the game. I know it sounds like it could go down that route, but they didn't, which is nice. Uh the whole idea of like re reaching level hundred and sacrificing it for a special sigil didn't exist. So no, like that was must no be a prestige. little boring. Like once you hit a hundred, that's it. You can't level up. I ne I never got that far. That's the thing. So do Oh yeah, so the the only thing we didn't talk about was the on the the sigils. There's one for the hand, which is like it's 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 like a basic like freebie, like five percent defense, five percent attack, or twenty. Health was or that one not stupid, on the original? Basically, what it is is uh, that slot apparently was not separate, and so now it's separate because it's not really part of your build. It's more about the visual design of your hand, so you can earn different designs of your hand based upon bosses and NPCs now. And that has its own dedicated slot, so you don't have to worry about sacrificing resonance know, for functionality. Yeah, the resonance, the, the synergy of the, the things. 
apparently better UI for fusing offerings. I can't imagine if it was harder because you do so much fusing in the game. Yeah, that, you I don't hit, think you that just would, hit triangle and that's it, and you're done. I don't think that's that was great. a big deal. Fusing of offerings was fine. Mm. Uh, let's see here for NPCs. There's now over 200. Better AI. They will also do combination magic with you. They'll now have six offerings, not three. They have the whole trust level system. You can now use offerings to level them they're, up instead. They're useful now. They they could just apparently, put now they're useful. This is brutal, but apparently if you did an action that was against the faction of that NPC, like if it was a sanctuary girl and you killed somebody, they would flat out leave and you would never be able to use them again. I remember I remember them leaving, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that you could never That's use them again. But yeah, I've I've lost a couple of them, yeah. That's I thought bad. I thought you'd now be able you to just, get them back, but yeah. No, now you just get the trust level down, and you just like give them. And and here's the thing: like I I didn't know I'd be picking characters based on like, oh, I like the way this character looks. I'll bring them along with me, and then it's like, oh, I will save you. And I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> and then they'd be like, what the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> all Apparently, pissed. the spirit mode when you died, you weren't able to attack before. No. And now if you grab an environmental weapon you can attack, which is You could still awesome. you could still debuff, I think. You could still debuff yeah. and buff your companions, but you wouldn't you couldn't, able to you attack. couldn't yeah, you couldn't you couldn't possess and you couldn't uh use your own attacks. Um for online apparently they improved texture. I wouldn't know because I don't play online, but they had like a bunch of customization options, new songs, new rumors. Uh there's a testing room actually if you want to test out. Yep. Like a loadout. Uh, apparently, the goblin and you can change used to it. hit back. But it now still you can does. make it so you, he doesn't hit back. Oh, you can you make can it so that he though. doesn't. Yeah, but he still he still does hit back. Yeah, but th that pretty much covers all of it. So it sounds like they made a hell of an overhaul to the game. Oh yeah, and they added in a whole sequels worth. So they said it's almost like Soul Fact. What do they call it? Soul Sacrifice One Point Nine is what they called it. They said it's not really a sequel because it still has a lot of the original content. Yeah. In. It's just, I, here's the thing, like, there's no proper description. It's a brand new game, essentially. It's a yeah. brand new game. You can't just call it two because the story is the same with added yeah. things, though. That's the thing. Yes, but it sounds like it's a substantial. Oh, yeah. It, it was, it was just, massive. Just... It was massive. That's why whenever people would because I remember at, back in the day, people would tell me, oh, I see Soul Sacrifice on discount. I'd be like, no, don't get that one. You need Delta. People be like, why? That 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 was the worst part. I actually had people that bought the original, and then they were telling me, oh, this doesn't work like you said. And I was like, yeah, because I said Delta. There's even someone that recently, um, also because those people that have been buying the game because we were talking about it, someone said they bought it and it wouldn't work on the Vita T on the PlayStation TV. I said, oh, I bought this game, but it doesn't work on the PlayStation TV. And I'm like, no, Delta works 100%. It should, yeah. I know it does. I actually yeah, still I don't know. I maybe it would, maybe they the were original, running into HDCP issues. I don't know. But I still think that the, the original did as well, but I'm not 100% sure if the original did or not. It yeah. might not because but, it has touch functionality. That's the problem. That's the thing that keeps them from doing PlayStation. Actually, no, I think the original does not work on PlayStation TV now that I think about it because huh. of the touch functionality. It has a lot of touch stuff. Like you like you even say to yourself, like just basic things. Like for instance, the rubbing of the eye, you weren't able to do it by pressing a button on the original. Oh wow, they, they 
you had to you had actually to touch, it. touch it, if I remember correctly. And but the, you can, you can press L two R two to simulate a touch. You can do what? Like for example, for doing like a sacrifice, you can hold down L two and R two to simulate a touch, and it's the same as holding down on the screen. L two and R two. How the hell? Oh. So yeah, because it comes with the controller. If you if you hold down yeah. these, it'll simulate a touch. So if you want to sacrifice your spline or something, uh, you can do that on the PlayStation TV even without touch. But the the thing was, I don't think they did that for the first one. They didn't put those things in place because, like, I I remember something about the first one. There was something about the first one in the PlayStation TV, so it might have not worked. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sorry, guys, but yeah, just make sure you get the Delta one. So, blame Sony for that. Yeah mess up hopefully you get a refund or something but like you got to go for delta uh, delta yeah and you don't it honestly i prefer it on the vita more than i do the playstation tv only for the fact that um i like to play it in bed you know you it, know where i'd prefer really it i'd prefer it on the switch that's where i'd prefer it oh yeah oh my god would it be good on the, on switch? the switch dude gosh yeah yeah i don't i don't see any lag or anything on the PlayStation TV, which is nice. No, no it's, um, it's fine. I'm able to record. If if you do try, though, to put it through, like, an Elgato or something, um, like we were saying, it does have the HDMI protection, so it will not HDCP. work out of the box if you try it like that. Yeah. So you will have to do some internet sleuthing in order to get that to work. But honestly, I think it's such a good game that it's worth, if it, if you can afford it and it's you know, whatever, like, if you can get a used Vita or if you have a Vita, I would check it out. I love the game to death. And to hear me promoting a game that is owned by Sony, you know I must really <laughs> like it. Yeah. It's 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 just one of those things. Like I, I still can't believe that, you know, what we have right now is probably all that we're ever gonna have of Soul Sacrifice. Which is a shame because it's you know, even if they even if somebody eventually makes a game like Soul Sacrifice, it's not gonna be be soul sacrifice right because that's such rich lore and you know the the music and just everything put together in that package it's, it's never going to be the same like it the whatever they needed to make is was that they needed to make a soul sacrifice reboot in order for us to actually get what this franchise deserves yeah the only way i could see it happening is Again, looking at the credits, it seemed that while Inafune had the base idea for it, the one who created all the lore, the story, the writing, and and everything was the the creative and just also the technical director. Um, he was like the lead man on everything. It was his brainchild, and he's now independent, so he's no longer at Concept. So, if he wanted to try to do something like inspired by like a spiritual successor. I'm sure he could, but then again, after seeing the flop that was the Mighty Number no. Nine, it makes you think, eh, unless the guy's got a few million, he wants to invest of his own money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how they're gonna go to another publisher and say, "Hey, we want to work with Marvelous again. We want to do this. They can't use the same engine, but we could do all this, and it'll be a different IP." And it's a tough sell. Yeah, at at that point, it's just like so far removed. It's just again the biggest problem of this game was that it died on the Vita, and it's sad. Yeah, I just only pray it won't happen that Sony realizes with the success of World and Iceborne that there is demand and appetite for the hunting genre. 
Dude, they don't I'm even they, they don't do. even know what the hunting genre is. They don't even know what monster hunter is. They they speak in God of War and Uncharted and big open world games. That's that's what they care for. Yeah. There's very Thank little... you for letting me ramble on about this though. <laughs> I'm so happy you introduced me to this game. I'm... It is literally the same as me finding and it's kind of weird is that I discovered I didn't discover it. It was actually given to me by Socks, the community manager for Capcom. He gave me a code for Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen on the Switch and said, I think you'd like this. And I tried it. I was like, damn. And I got I was hooked. so happy. It's that, one of my favorite games of all time. That's the thing, because like at the time, you and I ba- barely interacted, maybe like one or two Twitter interactions. And I was just like, I was so happy that you were playing Dragon's Dogma. I was like, yes. I was like, yes, he's doing it. He's playing the game that I like so much. It's awesome. It just feels good, you know? <laughs> but now I feel just absolute love and delight over this game. And it's, it's weird because I was trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to get back into the groove of making videos? Because I love making videos. And you want to make videos for this, re- but summer, you can't. Well, well, summer break was really tough because, you know, my daughter was home all day and I'm, I prioritized family time, which was the right thing to do. Now we're at a point that if I wanted to, I could start making summer videos. The problem is, is I am now desperately hooked on Soul Sacrifice. Yeah, but and, and it's um, it's not just that. It's like even if you were to start, you know, right now making, I don't know, Rise videos or something like that, it's like the the algorithm's going to punish you. You know how it is. It probably is already punishing uh, well, they you. Th- th- they oh, they already do. Yeah, they don't yeah. think I exist. So yeah, Exactly. It's It's like... It's almost like if you wanted to get back into the swing of things, like Capcom needs to release another Monster Hunter game. <laughs> they do. Or some news from, you know, from TGS, whatever. Who knows? Yeah, I don't I don't have any high hopes. I mean, it's Tokyo Game Show. And I don't I don't ever expect anything out of Tokyo Game Show. Hopefully they'll surprise me, but um but yeah, it's been an interesting few weeks. Just uh Got a PlayStation 5 that towers over my Xbox Series X as some behemoth in the back of my room. <laughs> I did, I will say, I did pick up Demon Souls because I know eventually I will play it because that was the one game Dude, I wanted to play. Demon Souls. And we did so pop good. it in because after playing enough Astros, I was like, okay, I want to see what a next gen only game looks like. So we put it on and we're like, damn, this is beautiful. It's really pretty. Blue Point so Yuna was watching did, me. Did a really Yuna good. was having a really good time with me reading the messages left by other players. She really likes that. Oh, dude, the scene in um, Japan has got to be insane for that game too. It's funny. So she had a kick seeing me. I could not get past the uh, guardian on the other end of the bridge, and then I finally beat him, and then I died in the next room. The guardian on the end of the. I got. Bridge? I got. I got the first unlock. Like. There's a way to unlock the a door at the very beginning to get up like you up like a spiral staircase. And then you're on this upper part of the, the castle. And there's like a knight with a spear on the other end of a very narrow path. And you you have to kill him. You have to The Red get The him. Red Knight? Yeah, and I killed him, <laughs> but then I died in the next room. Was I supposed to go there? <laughs> Wait. You died in the next room? What next room? Yeah. Or the, the next enemy afterwards. I can't remember if I if I backtracked or what, but You probably backtracked. Yeah, 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 yeah. You It's like listen, like, that guy, you're not supposed to kill him at that point in the game. <laughs> 
Well, being able to throw fire at stuff can can do a lot of good stuff. Uh, not that that stopped me before, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, listen, yeah, so I need to get some. sleep. I think we've talked long enough. You need to get some sleep. <laughs> like I could, I could keep talking about Soul Sacrifice for ages. I think I'd, we did. I think we did a good job of going over everything. And it's I hope, like uh, people find it interesting. Here's what I have to say, guys. Here's what you got to do. Okay, you got to make this specific episode of the podcast be popular as hell. You got to Go smash viral. the like button. You got to. You got to tell all your. Got to tell all your friends to come watch. Well, maybe not watch because they'll not want to watch. But got to tell them to come here and hit the like Listen. button too. <laughs> if they yeah, have, let's get, if let's they make have this YouTube the most watched premium, episode. yeah. If you have, if they have like YouTube Premium, download, download it because that counts as like a full watch. But it's like the what I'm saying is like we would need something that would be like a catalyst if there was to be like yeah. some kind of hope for soul sacrifice not that i believe okay, I'll, that that I'll could say ever this happen then. but this episode if you want to give me a christmas present or if you wanted to <laughs> pay me back and say thank you for years of monster Ner- videos or whatever retweet and share this video i love soul <laughs> sacrifice that much right now that i want other people it's the same as dragon's dogma i want people to try yeah. it if they have the ability to it's that good so that would be the uh, wonderful gift for me if you were to do that. So it it Please. it'd be amazing, but it's it's like I'm not holding out hope. I've I've been yeah, I've I'm been not. fighting this battle for seven years or however long the game's been out, and it's like I keep bringing it up. I never let it go. I'm like soul sacrifice, though, man. Oh, I'll never let it go, man. And I, and I never will. I'll never let it go. Soul sacrifice is that good. Well, well, you got a but big yeah. win with me, so <laughs> I'm very happy you kept it up okay guys that's gonna be it for today's episode hopefully you guys enjoyed it we'll see you guys in the next one uh as per usual all things guys in the description uh stay strong stay safe and safe instead of sacrifice